This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 84 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Collier Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. In Dallas, we have a new director of authority. Fuck you, as his theme music would say. Vince Russo. The former head of Sports Entertainment Extreme, the man who was trying to kill tradition, the NWA, just a mere 12 months ago. Even more recently. I was I was going to say, dude. That's when we kind of started. It was like 12 months ago. Right. How are we feeling about Vince Russo as our D-O-A? It's a very interesting choice, as we discussed at the end of the episode last week. Um, but in a weird way, I'm interested to see a babyface Vince Russo. As we know, uh, Vince Russo is a very good heel. He's uh, very hateable, and he's damn good at it. I think we saw that a lot, even just here in TNA. If you isolate even his TNA career, which there's been plenty of already uh, in the short time of the company, it it's been a good heel run. So... How is that going to translate in a babyface role? I can't remember, Bob, if when Mike Tanay came out and he said he was rehired and he brought Russo out, I can't remember how much Russo really got cheered. However, I'm assuming he's going to talk this week. And when he comes out, I'm very curious to see the reaction of the crowd. Yeah, I'm sure that he'll be uh, cutting a promo. I think that is a, a certain a certainty. Yeah, and I think if he does, I think it's got to be different. He's not going to be yelling. I feel like it can't be that dragged-out, long-form thing. I think he's got to get to the point. I'm back. I'm here because of this, and this is what I'm doing tonight. Um. Yeah, I don't, I'm really not confident that he is going to be the best when it comes to uh, being a babyface. Because as I said before, I think he's so good as a heel uh, right. that it's going to be really difficult to be able to sit there and cheer him. I agree with that. I do. I think so. it, I think that's it. And I'm really curious to see how um, the people in the TNA Asylum react to it. I don't know. I mean, I'm curious. I, if anything, it's got it's got my interest peaked because I truly do not know what is going to happen and how it will be handled. Well, you know, funny that you say how the asylum will uh, react to it. I think that um, 
the asylum crowd could potentially react to it the way that they wish because kind of when he was the leader of sex and all that, uh, he kind of got cheered. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, I mean, he did sometimes. No, you're right. So that could be kind of an interesting, interesting thing to kind of keep tabs on, I guess. Right. I think so, too. I think so, too. I don't know, man. I I think it's going to be interesting. Um, Is Bob going to be right? Is it going to totally flop and suck? Uh, I think there's there's definitely a chance of that. I really do. I think that there's definitely a chance that that could happen. Um, And at the same time, could it be decent? I think there's a chance of that as well. So I think it's going to be extremely interesting to see what happens going forward. But before we get to that, Bob, we got a lot more show to cover. We got a lot of other stuff to do. So, yeah, we do. Last week's show in general, I think, honestly, I think it's safe to say the Vince Russo like announcement like that was probably the biggest surprise. Most shocking, absolutely. Um, but unfortunately, we both did give the show a thumbs down. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. It wasn't it wasn't a good overall show. Um here we can do our, our quick recap here. Uh if if Dale's had it pulled up, we'd be able to do that already. But nonetheless, he did not. Good thing Bob was prepared and he does. You have the card pulled up. Bob, go ahead, give us the card. Sure. All right, last week, here's a rundown of what happened. We started off with team NWA, which was Chris Saban, Elix Skipper. Jerry Lynn and Sanjay Dutt defeating Jason Cross, Jimmy Rave, Roderick Strong, and Shark Boy. Uh, and I believe after that match, uh, Jerry Lynn was effectively fired, if I'm remembering correctly. By yeah, yes, he was. He was. Was there also a guitar shot involved? I think there was. Ooh, there might have been. I think that happened. Uh, Michael Shane defeated Ron Killings, the team of Dustin Rhodes and El Leon. Defeated the Red Shirt Security, which is Kevin Northcutt and Legend. Or I should say, which was Kevin Northcutt and Legend. Right, because I believe that was, we said it was Legend's final appearance. That's right. Because he was attacked backstage and essentially fired because he lost the match. According to Jared and his crew. Yeah, it sucks. AJ Styles defeated Abyss by disqualification. The Insane Clown Posse, Shaggy, too dope. And Violent J defeated Glenn Gilberti and Kit Cash. Raven teamed up with Terry Funk to defeat The Gathering, which, of course, is CM Punk and Julio De Niro. And in the main event, and in a non-title match, the NWA World Champion Jeff Jarrett defeated Chris Harris. Now, I think I'm... Uh, so we did give it a thumbs down, and I think really what I got away from this show was the horrible presentation of Chris Harris in that main event. Jeff Jarrett did him absolutely zero favors to make him look like a credible challenger, which I think is what really kind of left a poor taste in my mouth. Yeah, which was super unfortunate because as we discussed last week and we've discussed many times before, he seemingly was set up, I would say, um, essentially to work his way to be a contender for the NWA world title against Jarrett after he was attacked, held back, the guitar smashed on his head, 
in one of those final shows of 2003. And so to get this match where you... Jarrett could have made Harris, I think, essentially a star in this match. He could have made him a worthy contender, but instead, as Bob has already mentioned, he did not. Yeah, and what I think kind of blows my mind is that it's a non-title match. So why can't you just, you know, have Harris win? It's a non-title match. I agree. What is the big deal if he were to actually go over and win? I don't think that they're... I don't think that that's a big deal to have him... Yeah. It certainly helps him quite a bit. And Jeff Jarrett is the type of heel where uh, even if he were to lose, he's so hated that it's not going to change us from booing him and it's certainly not going to change... Uh, our like reaction, right? He's already kind of seen as a mid card act for us anyway, so what's the difference? Yeah, I agree. Um, what I would it surprise you, Bob, if Dave says that the show was strong? Uh, we'll, we'll, get in, we'll get into a little bit of his thoughts, but I would I, say that would surprise me. Yeah, yeah, I mean. He, he says it right here. The show is strong, but he does add on to that by saying, based on responses that they're getting, it appears that they've lost a lot of interest. Which then will lead me into my next question for you, Bob. What do you think the readers thought about the show last week? Uh, I'll say they went thumbs up. They did. I was kind of hoping me saying that right now would have tricked you. But, in fact, 88.5% did give it a thumbs up, and 11.5% gave it thumbs down. No thumbs in the middle. <laughs> I'm pretty surprised by that. I, I'm very surprised by that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe those people who were voting thumbs up, because I, I, I almost went in the middle. I didn't completely hate the show, but I couldn't deny that, in general, it was not a great show. So I, I, I bit the bullet. But I'm wondering if maybe they had the same feeling of, uh, like, they had they had fun while they were watching. Maybe it went by quick for them. I don't know. This say. Very interesting. Well, you know, I feel like the shows do go fairly quick for us, even when they're not highly entertaining. I don't know. There's been a couple that did not. I feel like recently... Recently, even the not as good ones still fly by. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm done at here. I agree. Uh, out of all those matches that you read, Bob, what do you think was voted on as the best match of the night? Uh, I'm going to say that they went with the opening eight man tag match. They sure did. Unanimous decision. What about the worst match? Uh, I'm going to say they went with Insane Clown Posse against Gilberti and Cash. Nope. Rhodes and Leon against the Redshirt Security. Yep, that was it. That was what I was the worst match of the show last week. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, surprise Yeah, pretty me. interesting. Uh, it's noted here in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter by Dave Meltzer. Got to get that in there. Uh, the show appeared to have a heavy Russo influence with two tag teams breaking up and a heavy Dutch Mantel influence with the post-match brawls after virtually every match. 
If anything, Jeff Jarrett was pushed harder than ever. Uh, and he kind of goes into that that opening, Matt. And we can add on to that. I know you're, you were about to say something, um, so go ahead, because I think I know what you're going to say. Well, I mean, I feel as if Jarrett's been really kind of shoved down her throat as soon as 2004 hit. Right. So not not even just like last week or anything. But no, I don't think it's just last week. However, he was out almost after every single match last week. I think. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of bound to happen when it's when they're doing this whole show your allegiance right. with me. Type right. Of thing. It goes. It goes. It you know. It follows the story, I guess. But it was a lot. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I can I can definitely agree with that. It was definitely a lot. Um, I mean, it might even. I don't want. I don't know if I can sit here and say it's a, like a necessary evil, because I don't necessarily think it is a right. necessary evil. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, I can't say that I'm terribly surprised that this is what they're doing. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he does have strong praise for Roderick Strong. Uh, in that match, saying that he was pretty impressive, uh, at least as you know, at least as much as one can be doing in a seven-minute eight-man tag match. So he has some high praise for him. Uh, he says he's got a lot of good reviews from others in the company as well. So I'd expect to see him used more. So we may be seeing some more Roderick Strong in our future, and I don't think I will complain about that if it's true. Uh, uh, no, you shouldn't be complaining because he's a lot of fun to. Uh... No, watch like, even at at this point. I like him. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Roger Tron guy, especially when he starts to have his shitty little boots. Uh, he also uh, has praise for Dutt and Saban as well, but that shouldn't really come as a surprise to anyone because they're both great wrestlers. Uh, and of course, as Bob mentioned, Lynn did in fact get hit with that guitar. Jernalange Lynn was fired, and that Skipper was the new. X team captain. That is right. He did crown that. And remember, in uh, just a couple of weeks, Bob, we do have the America's X Cup two coming out. Oh, How could um, I freaking forget, Dallas? Uh, it's also being said that this may be a way to put Triple X back together. Uh, but with Loki and Christopher Daniels both heavily booked for Japan over the next month, it's not happening soon. But we kind of knew that. Jarrett ended up hitting Legend. And we are discussed this and pretty much told him to make a choice. And, you know, he kind of left. Uh, then AJ Styles wrestled Abyss to see who would get uh, both tag belts. Jarrett interfered in that one as well for the DQ. And they did have a nasty table spot where Styles was slammed right above the table leg instead of in the middle. The table didn't break. Actually, it's lucky it didn't because if it broke there, Styles could have harpooned, been harpooned by the legs. But they weren't thinking about that because Abyss went to the top to try it again. This time, the legs collapsed just before Abyss got there, and there was another nasty landing. Oh, that's great. Uh, that reminds me of, uh, I don't remember the show uh, specifically, but there was a time in ECW where Rob Van Dam and Sabu did, like, stereo uh, splashes off the top rope, and then the way that RVD landed, he almost got blinded. By oh, yes. I know, what I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I think I, I want to say it was at like the ECW arena, maybe against uh, the Eliminators. Not, I can't remember. I bet you our listeners <laughs> look that shit up. I bet you Bob's right. I'm just. I'm saying. sure. I'm sure Jordan. Uh, 
100% knows what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, it's kind of crazy when you think about tables. I feel like I don't generally think like, oh, that's a dangerous weapon. But like shit can go wrong pretty bad with the yeah. table legs. I remember Hardcore Holly slicing his back open. I mean, there's there's some bad shit that can happen with tables. <clears throat> yeah, and it's funny with when you mention Hardcore Holly, which happens a few years after this. 2006, I guess. I think so, yeah. 2007. Uh, it's against Lashley, so it's probably... Or no, was it Lashley or RVD? RVD. It might be another RVD. I'm pretty sure it's RVD, and I think it's 2006. I might be wrong about that, too, but I'm pretty sure I that it was... I think it's early in the new ECW run, because that's when every week they were like, we're doing an Extreme Rules match. Right. And like as a child, I was pretty hooked about that shit, so... Yeah, no, I totally can relate to that. But my what I was going to say from that was that uh, when he slices back pretty good, he was like the most over he ever was because they were like look at this guy with this right fucking sliced up back and he like finished the contest and all that stuff yeah it was they pushed pretty, pretty good for about three and a half weeks and then they said forget it forget it, it's hardcore holly yeah pretty much um and don't forget bob in that abyss aj styles match kid cash kept telling the rudy charles that he'd be fired if he counted to three and then they threatened a disqualification and he also told them if he does that He'll be fired again. Mm. So he kept like saying, like, oh, you're going to breach your contract. You're going to be fired. Um, and then he kind of goes into the uh, Jarrett match, I believe, here. Or I'm sorry, Bob. I mistake. I misread that. I apologize. Uh, that was talking about the Jarrett Harris match. So I do apologize. I, I read ahead a little bit. I am, I am furious. I know. I apologize. I feel bad. So. Sorry, I I can't say names. I read ahead of my notes a little too quickly. <laughs> what can I, what can you say? So ignore everything I just best, said. It happens to the best of us. Right. This is life. Guys, I'm not editing that. That's just on here. Anyways. And he's not going to edit it largely because he doesn't want to deal with the time-consuming aspect of going through and editing. Joke's on you because I would do it if I had to. Well. That's good to know, because that means I can start unleashing well, my thoughts. I'd rather you not, but... Maybe I will be the next Brian Kendrick. Stop. <laughs> so, in the main event, that's when Kid Cash came down to ringside and told Ridley Charles that he'd be fired if he counted the three. So, Harris essentially had the match win on multiple occasions. Uh, same thing with the DQ and more falls. And Jarrett, because Jarrett used the belt on, on Harris right in front of Rudy Charles. And that's when he was like, if you call the DQ, you're done. Hmm. Uh, Dave mentions that the match was disappointing as it was a typical Jarrett brawl. Uh, Harris's weakness in his punches and because it was a fight, he threw far more than usual. Harris's weakness. So he, he, he keeps knocking on Chris Harris's punches. We've discussed this probably a year ago at this point. He really hates Chris Harris's punches. I don't know. Maybe I don't pay attention to him enough to hate him. I don't know. I got to take a look at him, I guess. But <clears throat> That's what I'm also starting to kind of uh, maybe realize here is that maybe we're just grossly unaware of his horrible punches. because. But, but is it horrible because example. he's throwing lefts and it's just unusual? That's entirely possible. I, I'm going to try to take a look. It really is. If he's wrestling. I'm assuming he's wrestling, but... So it is what it is. Um, and then he also adds that it was tough because the live crowd was only there for ICP, but also reacted well to that Terry Funk and Raven 
versus CM Punk and De Niro match. Uh, and he continues on with that, saying that they're giving Punk more promo time, and he's been very good at it. And it did appear that it was actually Terry Funk's last appearance, as the post-match after Raven pinned De Niro saw James, James Mitchell attempt to nail Raven with a taser gun, but Funk jumped in and took the bullet anyways for him, saving Raven. And then Raven was back to his original ECW look. Remember, he had those G, the ripped jean shorts, the shirt, all that. Uh, and, and even the flannel around his waist. Uh, and he was saying he was going to be bringing back to his uncaring roots, going back. And he announced that he was bringing Sabu in for the February 25th show. So Raven, apparently, I'm assuming that's Raven and Sabu versus The Gathering tonight. That's uh, kind of exciting. Um, uh, I'm probably most excited about Sabu than I am all the other guys that he's brought in. Well, I agree, because in 2004, Sabu was not too bad. I mean, we saw him even a a couple years after this or whatever, or a bunch of years after this, and he was still doing pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. like six six years later. So Sabu's still good. I can, we can accept that, especially, I think, with Raven, and I think with Punk and De Niro, I don't know, I think that's going to be... I think that's the best combo match against like the Gathering and the Raven feud that we're going to see so far. Uh, yeah. And that, that second tag team split besides the Red Shirts was Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger. They've been teasing that one about this. Who signed what with the alliance with Jarrett? Which one didn't? They both denied it, uh, as we know. And when they made the save for... Referee Mike Posey, after Kid Cash and Glenn Gilberti were beating on him, Diamond got a look at the list and saw Swinger's name. Swinger then turned on him and gave him a beatdown. Devastation. I'd argue, I'm just going to say it, most disappointing moment of 2004 has got to be the breakup of Johnny Swinger and Simon Diamond. Yeah. It sucks. It's the, it's the early front runner. It sucks, man. I don't know. I guess I'm curious. We have been talking up a Simon Diamond uh, babyface run, so yeah. maybe this is it. However, I I have a gut feeling, Bob, that this does not bode well for one of these men. I don't think both of them are going to survive in a singles role in TNA. Um. I could see that. You know, what's kind of weird, though, to me is, so we both like Simon Diamond. And we think that there's definitely potential there. Right. Um, I kind of feel like Johnny Swinger, I, he certainly has more personality. I like, I like Swinger, too, but I think... I don't, you know what? I, I'll be honest. I don't know what it is about Simon Diamond that I really like. I really, I think it, maybe it's his look. I like. I think it's. I like his promos. I. I think it's look for Simon and the vibe I keep on getting. I feel like every week that we watch Swinger, whether it's like his facials or right. whatever the case is, there's just something about him that makes him likable. For me, I, yeah, I agree. Least. No, I do too. Like I said, I like Swinger, but to me, if I look at this, we'll look at it like the tag team, right? And you yeah. know the comparison we got to make here: who's the Sean and who's the Marty? 
Unfortunately, I think Swinger's the Marty. Um, I think Diamond has more potential to break out on his own than Swinger does. And I think that's what I mean by that. Because I don't think that Johnny Swinger's bad by any means. Yeah, I mean, but, you're probably you're probably right. But going right. off of how you're saying, you're, you know, with the the charisma and stuff, you might kind of switch that. Depending on how it goes, because right. I think I, I do find him to be kind of likable, because if you really kind of pay attention to the promos with like Gilberti and stuff, when they were a true unit of heels, there were just things that Swinger would do with his face that would make it kind of kind of goofy. Right. And then I kind of found that to be entertaining. So I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how I guess that kind of plays out. But uh, yeah, this could be, I guess, the beginning of the transition for Diamond to become uh, a baby, like a singles baby face. Yeah. I, I guess so that could be kind of made the direction they go in. And that's something that we've been, I guess, kind of hopeful for right well we will see what happens with that i'm I'm sure we're going to see them square off here soon i mean that was a big breakup uh, one of the biggest i think we've seen in a while so Mm -hmm. the red shirts isn't as shocking since technically they added legend in after ryan wilson got out so i mean they weren't even a super long tag team but uh diamond swinger were was my tag team of the year in 2003 right so we'll see what happens also, Bob, last week, Johnny Fairplay, shout out to Johnny Fairplay if he is still listening to this show. We discussed all the deets last week, if you want to hear about that. You know, Bob, by the way, I do think, I think we've made up. I don't think Johnny Fairplay hates us anymore. Uh, I'm hoping he doesn't. I think that when he listened to our, like as we said before, uh, when he listened to our podcast, I think he might have misinterpreted. Yeah. What we were uh, getting at. Well, listen, you know, I hope he kept listening because unfortunately, due to our recording schedule, he won't, he'll keep hearing stuff he probably doesn't like um, for a couple more weeks before he, he really gets it. But you know what? He's back. He's retweeting our tweets again. He's like, oh, he posts. Oh, yeah. I think we've made up. I hope so. And you know what? If if Johnny Fairplay happens to listen to episode number eighty four of the TNA Cross Line podcast, Johnny, we'd love to have you on anytime. This is this is the invite. I'm doing the invite right now, live on the air. Okay. Yeah, and you know why not? I mean, I don't know what we would talk about. We I'd talk about watched. his his. Well, I'm not. I won't say that. We'll talk about his his two year deal uh, with TNA. Well, I mean. I only say that because like, I haven't seen a season of uh, Survivor. Well, we could binge it. If we knew it was coming, we'd binge it. We could. I guess we could binge it. Yeah. We'd get together. We'll do it in a day. We'll hang out um, next Saturday. That's a lot of episodes, dude. That's like 40 episodes. That's like 40 hours. 40 episodes? Survivor? Dude. Or, uh, maybe not. Maybe 20. It's Still, gotta... that's a day. And he's on more than one season. I only care about the the one that relates to the TNA stuff. So that was probably what that had to be uh, 2003, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he, 
And I'm sure we looked this up before. I think we might have. Pearl Island. There we go. Does that sound right? I yes. Big Survivor guy here. Survivor Pearl Islands. Um. Let's see. Yeah, September to December two thousand three. Oh, only fourteen. Fourteen episodes. Yeah, that's not. What are you doing next Saturday? We're gonna watch Survivor. Okay. Uh, well, I'm occupied. Can't can't be there. Well, he did his uh, playing fair with Johnny segment last week, wearing both mm. that neck brace and his arm was in a sling. Um, and Dave, Dave Meltzer says the segment where he really did nothing but run down uh, China and try to tell Triple H jokes was death. He just says it was death. Um, and did like we to, like that? I feel like we enjoyed the promo. I think we did as well. I'm pretty um, sure we did. And I would like to elaborate a bit more on that. Uh, let me find that specific note because here we go. We we know there was some controversy. They announced that China was going to be at the show last week. We discussed it last week right. about the about the stuff. Well, we have more details. At least rumors about the details. So when Johnny Fairplay is ripping on uh, China endlessly on the February 18th show. It sounded like they were shooting an angle, but instead they did an extended burial. The co- to the company's credit, in the pregame show, so Explosion, uh, which was taped the previous week, or and maybe it's just, I'm sorry, it's probably not Explosion, it's probably just like a hype package, but it was taped the previous week. Uh, uh, her name was pushed hard on that show, but they did run a crawl saying that she would not be appearing on the show. So, and the free show before the show, before the pay-per-view, they said she was like the, not. Like the lead-in. Like the lead-in, yeah. They they said she was not going to be on the show. Uh, the story he said about her demanding first-class tickets for herself and her agent to the show over the weekend was true. She told friends that she had never signed a deal, but tried to confirm a flight and a deal was not, and a deal, and was not called back. While you never say never in wrestling, there are said to be no plans to use her. There was even a suggestion of uh, to embarrass her by playing a tape of one of her phone conversations during the show, but that wouldn't serve much purpose. Oh my god! And I might have a little bit more on that because Alvarez also touches on the China situation here. They would air one of her phone calls. Yeah, I guess so, man. So Alvarez kind of has a different take on it. So I'm going to uh, let me read his too, and then we can you can really react to this. So she no showed the event last week. He says he's not sure what the real story is, but according to her, there was never a signed agreement and the company never bothered to arrange transportation to get her there. She claimed to have tried calling them over and over at the last minute, but nobody returned her calls. Other TNA sources are saying she originally said she'd fly coach, but then at the last minute demanded first class and everything fell apart at that point. Uh, Johnny Fairplay did the run her did run her down on the show for having big demands, but at the same time they appeared to keep the door open for her to co- eventually come in. Uh, and then he adds, "Plus, it would be stupid to talk about someone so much who wasn't going to make an appearance at some point, though it would not be the first stupid thing that the company did." Um, all of the points, all, all, all of that points 
to there likely being a misunderstanding, and maybe all versions of the story are true in some form. So, kind of a messy situation. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. And, I mean, I guess he's not wrong. She does eventually come in. Uh, what, seven years later? Yeah, but it happened. <laughs> Same with Hogan. See, that's the thing. Long-term storytelling, Bob. Yeah, right. TNA has this on. way with things that something they announce, like, like, for example, the Bound for Glory event. It happens eventually. Hulk Hogan. It does happen. Eventually. China, it happens. <clears throat> they just sucker you in. They sucker you. They tease you seven make years you in advance. Right. Yeah. But, no, yeah, you that's, know. That's, that's rational thinking. I think as a, as a TNA defender that you are. Oh, stop. That doesn't surprise me. Oh, stop it. Um, like, I, well, here's another thing. Like, you look at uh, the first freaking episode. And they're like, hey, uh, Scott Steiner's going to be in it. Well, it wasn't, but he does come in. He did come in eventually. That's right. So. Um, and I think the only other real pre-show note I had was about Russo coming in, but we, we pretty much already discussed that. It's only it's a good point here that there's really no explanation why Tanae would be so excited to see Russo since they've feuded since the beginning of the promotion. Uh, and unlike previous Russo surprise appearances, there was pretty much no follow-up buzz on this one. Uh, and there, he's also assuming that we will see Jeremy Borash and Tiny and Sarah Lee all back this next week. Sure. And of course, we can't forget Scott Hudson filled in for Mike Tanay last week and did a pretty damn good job. Although it did throw Don West off a little bit. It absolutely threw him off, and you could tell that it did. Which I don't blame him. He's been comfortable with the same guy, kind of, and he's. It's not his uh, main career to be a wrestling announcer. I definitely could see why it threw him off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to bash him for that. Right. Um, so yeah, I guess that's it for real pre-show notes. I have one other thing, but I think I can probably say it during the opening video package, unless you'd rather me just tell you right now. No, you can hold off on it. Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, let's talk about explosion quick, and then we'll get into the show, Bob. I'm pulling up my notes right now. Here we go. Here we go. That's not it. Guys, the list is getting long. We've watched a lot of shows. So, we're live, pal. We're live, pal. That's right. Explosion, number 68, according to Cade Mitch, was taped on February 25th, 2004, the same day as the show we're about to watch right now, and it aired on February 28th, 2004. Did I just say 28th twice? I meant 25th. And then 28th. No, you said 25th. Okay. Then forget what I just said about my correction. And it featured the following two matches. El Leon defeated Chris Stevens. And Chris Sabin defeated Sebastian. However, there's one other thing, Bob. And that is, after that match happened, they filmed the first match for the second America's X Cup. But I'm not telling you what that is because we are going to watch that in just a few weeks. But I wanted to make note, they did film one match, which is very odd to me. One match. That is very weird. Yeah, and I'm wondering if it's um, there's a reason for that. But, hey, maybe we'll talk about that in some notes uh, next week. Yeah, maybe. That'll be uh, 
that will be interesting. Hopefully I can survive and not be miserable. Okay. Well, speaking of misery, let's get into the February 25th weekly pay-per-view for NWA TNA. Uh, the apparent runtime for this is one hour, 51 minutes, and 15 seconds. Lord help me. Uh, I'm going to count down from three. When I say play, follow along with us over on Impact Plus, or if it's in your own personal collection too, hey, that works. Uh, it's a new era. It's the Russo as DOA era. Let's see how That's this right. plays out. I'm going to count down from three. And uh, we'll get this going. Three, two, one, play. Well, just like I thought, Bob, here's the video package. So here, let me give you this other note, because it does kind of relate to last week's show as well, as we're getting a recap of last week. With the vignette around the screen, today's about to bring out Russo. So the first airing of the February 16th pay-per-view was full of audio and video glitches due to a satellite uplink problem. And TNA did issue a press release Later in the week, that reads, quote, Our fans' satisfaction is extremely important to us. We know that actions speak louder than words, so TNA has made the unprecedented decision to provide a free VHS copy of the event to customers that ordered the 8 p.m. Eastern event. Sorry, replay orders are not eligible. For instructions on how to take advantage of this offer, please send an email to pay-per-view at nwatna.com. We will receive an email <laughs> back with more information. Please note, offer only applies if you ordered the February 11th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific event. Replays are not eligible. You will be automatically signed up for TNA's email list by taking advantage of the special offer. You can unsubscribe from the email list at any time. <laughs> offer only valid while supplies last. If you received a refund for the February 11th, 8 p.m. Eastern event, you will not be eligible for this offer. Are Is it because the the replay, I'm assuming, is it's fixed. fixed? Right, yes. Bob, this is a very interesting highlight we are getting here before you comment further. Uh, they're showing essentially Russo's history with Jarrett and kind of in the company. He just screwed Jarrett with the guitar styles going for the Styles Clash. Yeah, we're getting some old shit here. Yeah, so what do you think? Would you have been like, shit, I want my VHS copy of that show from last week? No. No. I, I would have said it's it's fine. I would, I would have, to I would have I totally would. took it. Of course you would. Of course you would. If, any, would. if anyone ordered it and they have the fucked up version and they got the free VHS slide into our dms over at cross the line tna or if you can find us on facebook at tna cross the line pod let's talk uh i'm willing to almost guarantee you that they never sent that out maybe willing to almost guarantee it this is a substantial recap of the feud here Oh my god, an ambulance, Bob. That's at least $300 right there. Sure is. And there's your new NWA director of authority. Clean, clean shaven. Clean cut. Nice haircut. February 25th. A new chapter begins. Oh, fuck yeah, Bob. The song's back. There's no uh, <laughs> under new management. Oh, wait, is it? No, okay. I was going to say it's not just 
I'll jeer it. Uh, if you guys are wondering, it's not the Macho Man song. It's the song that you hear in the beginning of our episodes, which gets me fucking hyped. The first time I heard this dude, I was like, Bob, that is a wrestling theme song. You this... never put in you never put in the Macho remix? No, I didn't. Damn it. You did tell me it was short lived, so I purposely didn't. It was, yeah. Oh Bob, how many people do you think are in our crowd tonight? That guy's so happy to wear his sex shirt again. He's, yeah, he's a good thing. I didn't throw this away. Yeah, Vinny Roo's back, baby. Uh, I'm going to say 950. Nope. 1150. 1150. Bitch. Always follow your guy. Who we got coming out here? The Jules. The captain of Team AAA. You can't see him. The lights are so fucking bright and there's enough smoke. Yeah, it's all blue. That's right, man. That's the juice right there. Hooving dude. I have a note about him we can discuss during this match. Unless Bob has 50 million indie notes for this one. Um, I don't know. JB is back. So is Mike Tanay, obviously. Right. <gasps> Team oh. Canada. Oh, boy. Representing Team Canada. Oh, boy. It's P.D. Williams. I believe making his uh, TNA debut here, correct? I th- I think so. I don't think we've seen him yet. I don't think we have, and I'm pretty fucking excited right now. Well, keep it in your pants. Uh, Juventud Guerrera. For indie notes here. The only thing that's on Cage Match was a six-man tag for AAA on the 15th. Uh, he teamed up with... Monster and Sergio Romo Jr. in a losing effort against Latin Lover, Silver Star, and some guy named El Elbrija. Uh, Bob, Jerry Lynn also just came out. This is a three-way match, so Jerry Lynn must have got reinstated as well. You know, you'd think they would follow up on this stuff and, like, tell us. Today was talking a lot, but I don't know if I I heard him say anything about that. But, okay, uh, go ahead and continue. Sorry. Uh, Petey Williams, this is I, almost certain in terms of at least television. This is his uh, debut for us. I'll triple uh, check, but I'm well, I'm I'm I, like 99% positive. I'm on his cage match, and there's nothing in early 2003 even, so this is definitely uh, his first time. So he is primarily uh, working in Canada. Oh. Uh, sorry, but Mike Tanay did just mention Jerry Lynn being rehired as well as Tiny and Sarah Lee and JB. So Okay, that's good. Uh, yeah, Petey's been working for uh, Border City Wrestling. Uh, he's also, around this time, I guess a semi-regular here as Hooventu just did a hurricane run on Lynn. And then Springboard Clothesline by Petey. Uh for IWA Mid-South, and I'm not going to go through all the matches here, but uh, shortly before this debut, as we see, is that Jack Evans? Yeah, dude. Uh, they just showed Team Canada up on the stage. It was Teddy Hart, Jack Evans, and I actually did miss the last person. Middle rope, leg drop. By is, it, is it Divine? Uh, yes, it is Johnny Divine. So I had a note about this, but now we already know who it is. So I don't have to give you the note. And there is Team AAA. We have the same same guys, Hector Garza, 
Abismo Negro, and Mr. Aguila. Uh, back on the 13th of February, Petey Williams lost to IWA Mid-South light heavyweight champion Matt Seidel. So that's uh, kind of what he's been up to. And then for Jerry Lynn, let's see if there's anything um, of substantial notice here. Uh, yeah, looks like he was busy over the weekend. This is a weird match. Uh, Jalen competed for UPW, losing to the UPW lightweight champion Frankie Kazarian and Evan Courageous in a elimination match where Kazarian retained the title. That was on the 20th. And then the next day, Jalen competed in a triple threat number one contenders match for 3PW for the heavyweight title, losing to Joey Matthews in a match that also featured... Sabu. Wow. Um, they are, Bob, they're saying so much on commentary right now. I'm so glad that we do listen to this. I know you were, you were talking as well, so you probably didn't hear too much, but they did just talk about Don Callis. They said, Don West said, I've been wondering where he is, and they said he is banned from the asylum. Why? They also mentioned that, but that's the only part I heard. Uh, but I believe they mentioned something along the lines of, it's probably because uh, something about the board of directors or they, they did mention Jarrett's lawyer as well. So there's a lot going on right then. Double reverse DDT. A lot of uh, three-way moves so far in this match, submissions specifically. Yeah, I wonder why he's banned. He was, the, he was running the joint. Not anymore. Um, let me see here. Okay, so the situation with uh, Hoovy as our friend, it's in question. And I don't know if this was reported on necessarily before the show aired or, or what happened, but uh, it's said here that he will, over the next two weeks, be attempting to come in, but TNA never did his visa paperwork. And uh, they wanted him to come in saying that he was a tourist and not doing business, but he's been <laughs> red flagged at the border. So they are supposed to be looking out for him. He's gotten the last few times, but every time is a risk. Now, of course, we are literally watching it right now. We know he did get in this time. You know, why would you freaking risk? You're on, I mean, I know it's pay-per-view, but. Yeah, I don't know. You're on television. Well, yeah. Who be with some dropkicks here to uh, Lynn and. And Petey, now, it's like if he were to get caught, it'd be similar to like what happened to Mike Bailey, where I, oh, he'd probably yeah. be banned for, like, what, five years at least? I believe, didn't that also happen with, um, well, the, well, the Dark Order, the Super Smash Bros? Yep. Because, like, there was a time where, like, they could not come to the U.S., and I was really bummed. Yeah, it definitely did happen. Uh, it also happened to... A female wrestler for uh, AIW. She's a manager, and they were trying to like petition it for her to come back, but I don't, I don't recall if she ever did. Gotcha. Tilt World Backbreaker by Jerry Lynn. I have a couple more notes. I think I want to try to talk about during this match because it's very much related to what we're watching. There's Team NWA I who seem to be cheering on 
Jerry Lynn. So is Jerry Lynn captain again? Well, I assume he's not fired. Right. So the next tape show is March 10th. We, are, we already know this. It's the next America's X Cup because the IWA deal fell through. They're having AAA defend the America's X Cup against Team Canada, which will be managed by Scott Demore. We know this. Uh, who did a very good promo to build up. So this is kind of referencing kind of what happened last week. It's captained by Teddy Hart, Petey Williams, who Dave says he's never seen up until this point, uh, but is a Demore guy. And Jack Evans, who is a very small high flyer who credits Brian Alvarez as training him. They're both on the team, along with a fourth member, which we now know is Johnny Devine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Jack Evans is crediting Brian Alvarez for training him? Yep. Tornado DDT by PD onto Jerry Lynn. Yeah, we also saw a sunset flip, like, powerbomb German suplex combo out of the corner, which was pretty cool. Oh, love that move. The pump handle slam. Like a sit-out slam. I yeah, I like that a lot. Um, and Dave kind of adds on to this, that they'd better have a hot main event as well, because two teams of guys who aren't regulars isn't going to do well. Uh, and also, the Canadians would have never worked with luchadors before, so this is is far from a sure thing. White DDT onto Hoovy by Jerry Lynn. Yeah, he was elevated hung up. DDT on Hoovy there. Yep, yep. Is Teddy Hart on crutches? Oh, I don't know. I didn't notice that. If he is, he was the one who wrestled. Just saying. That's good. Tilt world side Russian leg sweep. Or a side Canadian leg sweep, probably. Uh, I, so Dave was saying he hadn't seen Teddy Hart before this, so I, I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. Petey Williams. Oh, Petey Williams. Yes. Okay. Well, then never mind then. Hoovy with a powerbomb on Petey. Now he's probably going for the same for Jerry. Counter TKO, boom! He hits. That's gotta be it. Nope. Oh, awkward splash there by Petey. Whoa! Wow, Petey Williams pins Hoovy. That's huge. Team Canada with a big win to start us off. Big win for them. The crowd doesn't know what to do because fucking these these random Canadian guys just came in and won a match. You can definitely tell that Petey is, uh, I would say, fairly green. Yeah, he definitely is at this point, which is kind of interesting to see. Yes, uh, Teddy Hart does have a crutch, by the way. I'm not surprised. I mean, that guy seems to hurt himself every time he wrestled. So. Well, and I, without spoiling, I know I kind of just hinted at it, but he was the one who did wrestle in the tape match for the show. I won't say more than that. But Is Jack Evans even Canadian? I don't know. Oh, wow. Bob. Bill Apter, here with America's Most Wanted, tag team of the year. Oh, crafted by Rudgy Parks, this award. This was actually filmed last week, Bob, and they were going to be showing it today. So over the next few weeks, there's a couple different things I believe they're going to be doing with this segment. We are the greatest tag team. That's pretty cool. Oh, here's another one. Most Innovative Promotion Award. Accepting on behalf. 
is Mike Tanay. Innovative two hour. Okay, this seems like a, kind of a stretch here. Total Wrestling Magazine. I don't know, dude. Bill After is a pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Reputable guy. Credible guy. Credible, yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like these magazines tend to take bribes. That's fine. Of course, if, that's fine. If that's bother you, then, well, it's wrestling. It's a fixed sport. Fixed awards, baby. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Just saying. And I do fixed think things like this. Look at the Ultimate Axe. Okay, I don't know about their cage, but... I think there's reasons why I could see why they would be an innovative... Innovative. Promotion of the year. They tried a lot of shit out, man. I'm well, they did. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. Interesting, V rented only on pay per view. Oh, God, that logo. Oh, God. As a designer, the black boxed logo splashing on the screen was just brutal right there. Oh, Mike Tenay's in the ring. I'm assuming he's going to be talking about Vince Russo because he said the decision to bring him in. Oh, judging by the history that they have, he's going to remain skeptical. But we've flown through half of my notes in this first 16 minutes and 35 seconds because <laughs> it's all happening right in the beginning of this show. This is wild. I do have a note about Don Callis. He, he did an interview, but I'm going to save it at this point. He might as well. Can't be burning through everything. I know. I didn't expect them to be mentioning all this stuff, showing all these people and teams. And Let's hear the cheers. Oh, he's got a different song. He doesn't have the fuck you. Yeah, they got rid of the fuck you. Crowd seems dead, but it's kind of hard to tell on that camera. Now they seem dead for sure. Babyface Vince Russo, and we're not just talking about the character he's playing. He literally is babyfaced right now, clean-shaven. There are definitely cheers. There are some, dude, yeah. I do appreciate that he, he kind of like cleaned up his like look, because when he was like a heel when he left, he looked nuts. Yeah, he looks, he looks way different. Like his hair was long and crazy. His, he had a beard. Yeah. Well, Vince, this is it. This is your opportunity to talk to the people. I think they're chanting welcome back or welcome Vince or something. I think they're saying welcome Vince. He sat at the edge of his bed. His body was covered head to toe in bruises. That's because of the attack by Jeff Jarrett. This is also this is already very interesting. He's very somber, very like you know, reflective of what happened. He's not screaming. How did it get to this point? How did it happen? So uh Dallas. Yeah. Brian Kendrick's been pulled from the show today. 
Wow. T- Tony Khan just tweeted it. Oh. Okay. Vince Russo was talking about 10 years ago. Russo is talking about oh, he's talking about soul, selling his soul to the devil. To my ratings from ten years ago, violence, vulgarity, clap all you want because I'm not proud. Oh, it was his decision to lower the Undertaker on a crucifix. Look at fucking Tanae. Did I make half a million dollars in my best year? Yes, I did. Vince Russo is playing for the wrong team. That's right, Bob. The entire locker room is watching backstage. Interesting. Is that is that Chris? Uh, sorry, James Storm in a sling. I yes, believe it is. is. Oh, Vince Russo was the Antichrist. They're all like, "Wow, this is nuts." Vince Russo inside and out, Mike. Crowd's chanting bullshit. <laughs> They're not buying that he's forgiven. He wrote a book and it was titled Forgiven. You don't write a book with the title Forgiven and then not be forgiven. Right. Today has a look of like, I don't trust you, but I'm also in love with you. Yeah, like you gave me my job back, so yeah. it's the reason I'm wearing this tuxedo right now. Every week. I like Tanae with like the leather jacket, like when he accepted the award, where he looks like he's gonna beat someone up. Mm. Oh, oh boy. Here comes double J. Look at Tanae just looked over and said, What's this? What's this? Oh, you don't know? It wasn't in the format. Ugh. Okay. Great job, Jared. Wow, that is a fucking outfit, dude. What a decision. That looks like my grandma's curtains. He's got this giant <laughs> red uh, pendant on his neck, and he's got his, like, a slight orange-tinted sunglasses on. That's Holy crap. That's too funny. This, I mean... This has 1970s all written over for Jeff Jarrett. Oh, yeah, dude. Jerry says he studies, seen, and heard it all until tonight. 
Who are you kidding? Let's see, does the crowd hate Jarrett more than they hate Russo? <laughs> You're about as sincere as every other promoter that he's worked for in this business. Vince, it's me, Jeff. I know you better than anybody. Is this the song you're going to try to sing now? Since the last time I saw you and I beat you black and blue. No, Vance, I don't think so. Says he's up to something. Oh, he's after Jarrett's forgiveness. Bob, you think that's true? Uh, no. I don't think so. I oh. hope not. He said his hard feelings went out the window when he beat him black and blue. So all he had to do is ask for that forgiveness. Look at Tanae. He's the way Tanae was looking at him was wicked funny. <laughs> the crowd's chanting, whip his ass. Jeff? It's not like that anymore. Because Jeff? The curtain is about to come down on the Jeff Jarrett show. Oh, boy, Bob. Oh, boy. I think he, uh, Styles might be about to be getting his rematch. He is old one. I think it's about to happen. We were at the top of the mountain, Jeff. We had our run. But it's not about us anymore. It's time for you to pass the torch. He's like, no. No, what are you talking about? To give others. Was was Russo and Jared as a combo ever truly at the top? Yeah, dude, in WCW. Oh, shit, he just slapped Vince Russo. A really pussy slap, but he slapped him. In WCW, now he's... He's the reason he... The bash at the beach, Bob. Bash at the beach. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, am I wrong? WCW is not the peak or top of the comp- of wrestling history. Come on now. Well, the top of their own mountain. Come on. Well, yes. When Jerry says he's the king of the mountain, he doesn't mean of wrestling. He just means he is don't. absolutely furious at the thought of having to pass the torch. I know. Oh, he oh. shoved Russo down. Oh. It's time for you to take another beating for the team. <coughs> Come on, Yankee. Oh. That is right, guys. Can't forget we are in Nashville. Yeah, that's uh, that's offensive. Oh my God, Jared Tanay, Tanay, do something. Help him. Look how ready he is. Why is Jarrett that red? He's really mad. Is he even, like, breathing? I'm, that's what I mean. I don't think he is. That's why he's turning that red. Show me something, Vince. Show me something, Vince. He slapped him again. Vince took another bump. Well, Russo braced himself, too. He knew that was coming. Russo is, is acting as if uh, he's still in pain from the chair shots. And so every time he gets hit, he, like, dies. He said, I just showed them. All that they need to see. See, he's willing to take a beating. A couple of slaps. 
Okay, the crowd just cheered a little bit for that, though. One man's dream is about to become Raven? his destiny. Raven? Wait a second. Is Raven about to get a fucking title a, shot, Bob? Is that a Raven tease? Bob, are you fucking serious right now? Raven is about to get a title it's shot? Not Okay, crowd chanting asshole at Jarrett. I thought they were chanting that at uh, Russo. Walking away. I thought so at first, too, but it's not. It's good to see that Jeff Jarrett's back to a normal color. Yeah, thank God. I was getting really worried. He's about to have a heart I thought he was about to pass out. Rudy Hill and Too Tough Tony. They're the Juggalos, dude. Where's Are the they twins? Oh, with Twisted and, I don't know, some other bands or singers, I don't know. Oh, they're checking out NWATNA11 pay-per-view like they do every week. So Rudy's here in the asylum because they told him to check it out. Too Tough Tony has been there before, so he already knows. Talking about Chris Sabin. Oh, Sabu. He's here. He's amped. Well, he's like really, he's really into it right now. Tooth Tough Tony, what do you think about this? Oh, oh, he pulled the Rudy. Oh, he says he hopes Tooth Tough Tony doesn't run into David Young anytime soon. Now we're getting a video package. So no ICP this week, it appears. And this looks like a video package about Diamond and Swinger. Who signed the loyalty contract? I'll tell you right off the bat, Scott. It wasn't me. He Swinger even saying, I twist him with my life. He was the best man in my wedding. Even Diamond kind of looks skeptical, like he kind of knew. Here, there's uh, Johnny Fairplay. I smell a liar. I don't know how much clearer I can be. This was... A couple weeks ago, under new management, signed the Bacteria Taylor. Or was this? Oh, this was last week, actually. That's right. Because uh, this is when Diamond said he's going to find the clipboard. He's going to find out who signed it tonight. And here we are, last week. He's looking down the list of the names, and he sees it. Uh-oh, what is it? What's going on? Gilberti has known this whole time, but has said nothing. He said, I think Simon has ha has a problem. And yeah, he sure did, because uh, Johnny Swinger hit him from behind. Really disappointing. 
Kid Cash coming in the ring. They really laid out Diamond last week. Here's a, this looks like it might be from Explosion. It's Diamond looking fucking pissed. Just walking to the camera. He ain't seen nothing. He just shut the door. Let's see who's coming out here. Oh, it's Johnny Swinger. Who's fucking huge. Sounds like it's about to be Simon Diamond versus Johnny Swinger one-on-one. -on -one. If you're following along, we are at 31 minutes and 58 seconds. And Bob is not going to tell us how long he's at has left because uh, he is occupied at the moment. Okay, so Jeff Jarrett has the night off. We were just told. Okay, so they just they don't have any a new song. So the song just keeps playing, and here comes Simon Diamond. Barely see him because of these lights and the smoke right in the arena tonight. He runs right to the ring. Swinger hops out. Swinger keeps running away. The bell officially rings, though. Diamond hops the rail because Swinger is running through the crowd now. Pushing people out of the way. That's right. Partners for years. First in DCW and then here in TNA. Moves Mike Posey out of the way and Swinger hits Diamond with a stiff forearm. Hey, Swinger's starting to kick Diamond in the corner here. And Swinger is laying in the punches. Irish whip. Diamond comes back. Kicks. Diamond. Or shake Swinger. Laying in some punches. <gasps> no TNA dancers tonight. Oh my god. Wait. Vince Russo took away the fucking dancers? Because <sighs> he's forgiven. Sorry I was off. Had a phone call from the Madre, and that oh, really? had to take up about one moment. Ten minutes of my life. Okay, now Dallas is gone. That's cool. So I'll just take over here. We got Johnny Swinger beating on Simon Diamond on the floor. He's choking him with a camera cord. The referee should probably be issuing a disqualification, but he's not. And Simon Diamond, ironically, is not the shade of red that Jeff Jarrett was, despite being choked. I came record and I just got rammed face first into the ring steps. This Dude, is a, a bigger this is a bigger explosion than the Mega Powers some 15 years earlier. And look at Swinger. The crowd goes absolutely mild for hey. his uh, heel reaction here. Now, indie news, there's only one thing that freaking Simon Diamond did. Johnny Swinger, he don't He's loyal to TNA. He doesn't like to work anywhere else, apparently. Oh, wow. 
Simon Diamond on Valentine's Day wow. teamed up with Matt Stryker with an I to win the USA Pro Tag Team Championships from Mikey Whipwreck and huh. Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. One of my faves. I'm pretty sure Wayne is one of the absolute worst uh, professional wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. Wow, really? Yeah, because I've, I've seen him in USA Pro several times. and um, you, I think you missed it, Bob, but they did say Jarrett officially has the night off. That was right oh, okay. before they showed the dancers. So, Well, you said that Russo got rid of the dancers, but there's still dancers there? No, there's not. They're not there. Oh. They showed empty cages. Oh, they showed empty cages. Talk about a fucking heel. Yeah, how is that a babyface move? I don't know, dude. So what does that mean? Lollipop's off a job? I think, yeah, dude. Is this, is this officially the end of the dancers? Gotta, that sucks. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's fucking depressing. Oh. Set out Spinebuster there. He's fired up. Crowd's getting behind Diamond pretty good. It certainly sounds like it. Are we going for the Simon series? Snap suplexes, and that usually means a front suplex to end it, right? Yes, he does. Can you oh. hit it? No. You know, Swinger, that's an interesting uh, approach there, to take two moves and then decide, hey, I'll counter the third one. <laughs> Maybe he finally had enough energy to do that. Right. Oh, super kick. What is this guy, a young buck? Is he a young buck? Swinger going, uh-oh. Swinger's grabbing his ball sack. Oh, I thought he was going to try to wipe his ball juice in his face. He's got brass knucks. What was Posey doing? I have no idea. Is he about to beat him on that? One, two. Oh, wow, dude. Wow. Look, he's stuffing it in Diamond's boot. That is smart. Wait, no, that's not smart. Because what if they have a rematch and then Diamond's going to use it because it's in his boot? Maybe that's what they're going to hinting at here. Wait. Oh, wait. Rudy Charles. So they're about to have a rematch and he has it in his knee pad. Why is Posey? Why is Posey trusting him? He could be lying. Because he's the senior official. Oh, they're restarting it. That's some bullshit. Swinger's pissed. He's like, dude, I cheated and I won. I should be able to just walk away. That's not how it works, there, pal. Apparently, my iPad was just playing a what happened one episode. So my apologies if everyone just started hearing Tony Schiavone talking. I didn't hear anything. Okay, that was weird. I was like, why do I hear voices? I hear voices in my head. Okay, so this they match is continuing me. here. They understand. They talk to me. It was weird, dude. I was like, what is that? Does, now, Diamond still has that brass knucks in his knee pad. Yeah, right? it's in his left knee pad. Now, here's the thing. If he uses it. Oh. Oh, he took it back. Okay. I was going to say, would the referee come down and get, yo, Diamond used it? Whatever that Some object knuckles. is. It's brass knuckles. Well, it's taped. I don't know if they're quite brass knucks. We they're don't know taped. They're taped knucks, dude. Have you ever wrapped your hand with, like, 
with tape and then punch somebody with it, it hurts. I don't know if I have. Posey stopped Swinger because he was doing it right in front of him. Doing? Diamond is now on uh, Swinger as Posey held him. Picked him up in a fireman's carry. Swinger gets out. Here comes Glenn Gilberti. That's a DQ uh, even though. He didn't even hit him. David Young, Kid Cash. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, Kid Cash is there too. Yeah, now they're all, they're all freaking beating up Diamond. This ain't right. Man alone on the island. Could he survive this? We'll find out if he's going to be playing fair with these guys. Here comes Rudy Hall and Too Tough Tony. Or is this just Too Tough Tony? This might be just Too Tough Tony. Uh, yeah, I think the other guy isn't a wrestler. Well, the crowd's chanting for ICP, but Too Tough Tony just took a spine buster by the master of the spine buster. The There's Rudy. Oh, he's laying in punches, dude. This is <laughs> a mess. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Oh, Cash has got a chair. He's going to smash mouth. Somewhere. Oh, fuck. That's right, baby. Smash mouth. And not the band. Ooh. Oh, nasty hair track to the head of Too Tough Tony. Dude, they're whooping their ass right now. 450. Oh. oh. Who's that? Uh, of course, it's got to be Don and Chris Don Vaughn. Don Harris, Chris Vaughn, and the other black shirts that are, you know, someone. Where's Rick Santel? I was actually just looking for him. I was hoping that old guy would be in there, too. Who's that guy? Nothing was settled between these two. Nothing. That's, that's, that's why, what Jimmy says. That's why there must be a rematch. Hey, sending back to Scott Hudson with the new franchise. That's right. Tracy, Michael Shane, and Shane Douglas. The team of Shane Douglas and Tet. Shane Douglas and who? Tet. Tracy I. Taylor, Tet remember? Hiram. Yeah, I do. I... <laughs> That's a throwback to a note that we talked about uh, a few oh, weeks ago at this ago. point. Go back in the archives if you're new. If you want to stick your nose in this franchise's business. Shane Douglas looking younger. <laughs> Wait, Jeff Jarrett's still here. He was supposed to be leaving. What's that all about? Jeff is like whispering to Shane Douglas and he's still cutting a promo. Yeah. The way we know that man about Vince Russo. You can't trust him. For as far as you can throw him. I gotta agree with you, Shane. I just have no idea. Shane's like, Jeff, I'm gonna put you to you this way. Just say, just say where. where. Just say when. Just say yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Chase Steven. When were they Andy there? Andy Douglas. 
Were they just standing off to the side that entire? Oh, here's Nuska. Wait, Northcutt no longer wearing a shirt because he's not a red shirt anymore. And they just told, did they just tell them to go take care of America's Most Wanted? Chris Harris. Just Chris Harris. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, we got a video package. So I want to try to spit out a couple notes quick for you because I don't think they're going to be too relevant for the rest of the show. Okay. Um, the, basically, the Don Callis interview, uh, he had an interview on Slam Wrestling. It's just, you know, he basically says he could not refuse that job uh, from a security perspective. We talked about that a lot. But he does say on an emotional level, it was a tough decision for him to make because he loves working for TNA every week. And it's a great place to work. But the job made a good use of his master's degree. So it was impossible for him to rationally turn it down. Uh, Jeff Jarrett was very professional and nice about everything. It was hard for me to go and tell him that I had to leave. Uh, he says, I, ha I felt bad for them because they had built up so much, and I was in the middle of the feud with Eric Watts over control of the company. I felt like I was letting them down, but Jeff was very understanding. He made it a lot easier on me. When I, want I went out in a really nice way, Jeff was better than you could ever expect from a boss when you leave a position. Uh, I should say that I'm not done with TNA completely. You'll still see me, perhaps when the company runs shows on a weekend, if and when that takes place. Uh, or, and Shane Douglas is about to come out as I continue. Or if his schedule allows him to do stuff, he thinks the door is still open for his character to be involved. I've offered to write for TNA's website as well. And in a sense, the Don Cal's weekly character is gone. But I think as an employee, that door is still open to come back if they can find a way to do so. Uh, he mentions that he's going to be talking about TNA on NHB Radio and in his wrestling columns on the NHBWrestling.com website. Uh, and then he just pretty much says he enjoyed working there. It's a great product. Dressing room's still great guys. Uh, and he, he didn't say anything bad at all. Um, says that he'll still be doing stuff in wrestling. And if the pay-per-views were on Saturday or Sunday, then he wouldn't be having the conversation about leaving. So a super positive, uh, essentially an exit interview to uh, his time there. And so obviously he must be working a Monday through Friday type of thing. I'm, I'm assuming, yeah. And do we know exactly what it was? Uh, it's a job in international trade. And it was too good of an offer financially to not do it. And as you said, too, like the security of it all. I mean, right. TNA could die tomorrow, like the next day, I guess. So. Yeah, actually, it's funny that you bring that up, though, because they haven't actually had any references to like them closing. I mean, you remember the first few weeks we did this? Every week, it was like, they're going to close. They're going to close. It was like, uh, we might not make it to September. At first, it wasn't even that. It was like next week. Yeah. A Three Life crew out here, their entrance video was so long, they got to the ring before we saw them. And my dog is barking. Where are my dogs at? Dogs at? <laughs> hey, speaking oh, no. of Three Life Crew, I'm going to pull up a, a tweet here. I'm sure you saw it, Bob. Over on our, our Twitter page, at Cross the Line TNA. But Legend, who uh, follows us, and we follow him, and we're big fans of Legend, um, continue, you know, he keeps writing to replies. And Bob, I'm going to let you take over while the dog finishes her barking. Okay. Well, for some reason, my audio is going in and out. All right. Uh, Conan. And, well, Ron Killings going for the scissors Axe kick. kick. Axe yeah, kick. damn it. Dallas comes back right before I could say scissors kick. B 
BG James is on commentary, so this is the rarity here of Conan actually wrestling, probably because he was wow. attacked by Douglas on commentary. So he's wearing a Ray Lewis jersey. He's a uh, Ray Lewis, a former potential murderer. That's fine. And then he tosses Michael Shane over the top to the floor, hip toss on Shane Douglas. Going for the their version of the what's up, I think. Killing's going to the top rope. And, yeah, with that leg drop. Oh, my God. That looked like kind of a stiff leg drop to the nuts. Sure did. Um, but as I was saying, so we, we, I, you know, we threw out a tweet uh, a while back here from pay-per-view number 79. So I know it's a little bit older by the time you're listening here. But Legend replied about them essentially fighting three live crew. That's why I'm bringing this up now. Um, and he says, as I'd mentioned before, a wonderful milestone in my career. I'd spent plenty of time with, and he tags BG James, laughing in the locker room, but this really showed me what a fantastic pro the man is. And then BG himself replies, thank you, Joe. The pleasure was always mine, dude. And actually, Ron Killings also liked that tweet, which I thought was really cool. So all the guys are there. And also, just to kind of piggyback off of that, because I don't think there's going to be another time to really mention this, uh, Legend also commented that Brian Erlocker was a great guy to work with, no ego, eager to learn and contribute, uh, my brother was a big fan, and Mr. Erlocker was kind enough to sort me sort me out all kinds of bear swag for him. Just a great guy. So that's really cool to hear. I think that's yeah, awesome. That's totally cool. Uh, as you were saying all that, so if Michael Shane hit a uh, somersault dive off the apron onto Ron Killings, and as a result, Ron Killings is going to get beat up here. Rolling neck snap, a reverse rolling neck snap by Shane Douglas to maintain the advantage. That just snaps your neck right back, doesn't it? Uh, we haven't done a lot of time checks, I don't think. Oh, uh, I did I did one while you were on your phone call, but go ahead. Oh, well, sorry. I had to have my earplug out for that so I could actually yeah. listen to the, the nonsense that was on the phone. Uh, we have, uh, well, for me, uh, one hour, one minute, and 56 seconds left in the show. Uh, which, in turn, is uh, 49 minutes and 24 seconds in. I still like it my way. Um, did you say there's any indie news for this? I, I didn't hear that. Well, totally uh, forgot that I had that. Oh, okay. uh, I thought maybe one... you could have said something. So I, was, I actually wasn't no, sure. <laughs> there was only one thing. Uh, again, on February 14th, Valentine's Day, uh, Shane Douglas, he won the USA Pro Heavyweight Championship. That oh, wow. son of a gun. He defeated... Raven, which I'm sure I've mentioned before. I feel like I did as it pertained to Raven. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, Maybe I didn't. Oh, wait. Yeah, I definitely did last week because Raven wrestled last week. So I definitely mentioned it. It's fine. You know what? Shane Douglas deserves to get mentioned as he hit a very slow-looking pile driver. On ground killings, knocks Conan off the apron. Goes for oh he's putting his he's choking him with the ropes that's illegal ref get him off there we go come on Andrew Thomas what are you waiting for oh fuck he's definitely gonna ref bump the fact that he's leaning in so much yes he all Andrew Thomas is the ref if you're gonna do a ref bump Andrew Thomas has to be the ref. well he's the worst ref ref to do it because he he makes it abundantly clear that that's what he's gonna be doing. Oh my God! Look at the face. The face by Shane Douglas. Oh, Ron Killings no. got stuck right in his face. He's throwing some right hands. Oh, poking the eye though to Killings. Oh, Whips him off the rope. Killings comes back, ducks the clothesline, comes back, ducks the elbow. 
Comes back again. Ooh. Big flying forearm there. Fucking music. Sometimes I just like to randomly say that. Well, that and, like, you can all kiss my ass. That's what he's going to do with the USA Pro title. He's going to fucking throw it down. Yeah, throw it in a garbage can. Yeah, throw it in a garbage can. And you can all kiss my ass. Or or he'll be like, you're going to get your ass franchise. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Conan is in with Michael Shane, who looks scared shitless. Well, because you probably thought it was Ray Lewis, who, again, may or may not have killed somebody uh, in the past. Hit Taz. Oh, oh face, face buster. Nice jump there by Shane. Jeez. Michael Shane. Did Ray Lewis Rolling kill Thunder someone? Rolling Thunder Lariat. Look at did that. He, did Lewis kill someone at this point, or is it after this? Uh, alleged, number one. Alleged. Okay, sorry. I alleged. I didn't say he did. I'm saying he could have. Oh. And let me... I want to say it was around when they won the Super Bowl. <sighs> it was Michael Shane in the corner. Michael Shane dropped to holds Conan to the second turnbuckle. Hey. Whoops. It's not Ray Ray. Just now, Ray. Remember, Bob is the sports guy, so that's why I need to ask these kinds of questions. Uh, okay, murder trial. I've already clicked on this before. Uh, oh, yeah, my God, so we're putting at the announce table. The alleged incident in regard to Raylos, may or may not have happened on January 31st, 2000. Oh, well, if it's alleged, then he can still wear the jersey. PG James is getting involved. He's punching Shane Douglas. The referee is not calling the match, though. I guess it's kind of Well, Daniel like Thomas, he don't know what he's doing. He just looks like a glitchy referee in a video <laughs> right there, moving side to side, not knowing what to do. Conan looking to finish off Michael Shane here. Fucking powerbomb. I feel like he just did a random movie. He's like, I don't know what the fuck to do. So I'm just going to power about it. He needs little. Michael Shane's little. So he's like, fuck it. Oh, no. The Tequila Sunrise. He's tapping. He's tapping Conan out. Conan won the WCW television title with that move. Oh, Tracy. And then Tracy man. hit him in the back. Remember, yes. Conan did put his hands on Tracy. He kind of asked for that. Oh, fuck. A super kick. Oh, boy. That, that could be it. Wow. Wow. That's a huge pinfall for Michael wow. Shane, dude. This forgiven uh, Vince Russo fellow is doing some interesting things this week. Because, you know, obviously he booked the show. So. Look at BG James. I'm, you can't believe this is bullshit. Where's, you know what? Wait a minute. Where's the referee? Where's Mike Posey to come out here and be like, whoa, 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 wait. Tracy uh, used a cast. Conan. Wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, Conan's pissed. There's an argument going on with Three Life Crew. Are we about to break up another tag team? Why wouldn't you know what? Why not? Whoa, dude, that's killings and Conan getting in each other's face. BG James splitting them up. Wow, Scott Hudson with America's Most Wanted backstage. James Storm isn't a sling. Maybe I'm going colorblind, but his uh, his jeans there for a minute looked like they are green. They are green. Well, I guess I'm not going colorblind. Who wears green jeans? I totally would. You would wear green jeans? I do have some green pants. They're not jeans, though. Hmm. Okay, Harris. He proved last week to the entire world he could beat Jeff Jarrett. Well, I don't know if that's true because, uh, Chris Harris, you lost. 
So why is it that Vince Russo didn't book a rematch? Because he's afraid. Duh. Instead, he's got a singles match with Chase Stevens. Tonight is about revenge to what the Naturals did to Storm. This one's for you tonight, brother. Sorry about your damn luck. He took hey, that's James not Storm your lines. line. Uh, okay, James we got another Storm, video package James Storm here. may have an injured shoulder, but that doesn't mean he doesn't know how to talk. Well, uh, let me give that's you this tough. Jeff Jarrett note, since I don't think we're going to see him again. Well, he did. Uh, well, hang on a minute, Dallas. You, you can't say that, because anytime we think we don't see him, we see him five more times. That's true, but I'm going to get out of the way. It's a little bit longer one anyways, because right, he, he did an interview on Wrestling News Live. I feel like Jarrett interviews around this time, at least that we've seen, are, are few and far between. So uh, he he kind of blew off the Hogan deal, but finished up with the usual never say never line. Uh, he also never really answered the question of whether Randy Savage was coming in. He said that Savage was focused intensely on his music career right now and might not have the time. But if he did, Jarrett said he'd love to retire him like he retired Hogan. Uh, regarding TV, he said that they'd been trying uh, for a lot of different things over the past few months. And just in the last two weeks, someone new had stepped forward with interest. Of course, nothing had been finalized yet. Uh, he also put over Fair Play Hard, saying he was excited to see his first talk show segment. So this interview is a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, he claimed that Roddy Piper would no doubt be back soon. The last word on Piper, which we discussed, he was going to do that program of Fair Play, but for the good of the business, but got cold feet. Uh, and Jarrett claimed that they'd be sending out a release soon with a roster list for the Bound for Glory pay-per-view. He really won't let the Bound for Glory thing go. Yeah, I can't even see Chase Stevens right now. It's Is so fucking... There? I only saw him because he's got about eight pounds of uh, baby oil on. So he, like, shined through it. The crowd is, act- <coughs> is acting as if they don't even know who he is. <laughs> we have no idea. That's what it seems like. Sorry about your damn luck. Representing America's Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. Wildcat. Chris Harris. That's right, Wildcat one-on-one competition. How are we feeling about the fact that he wrestled Jeff Jarrett and now he's wrestling Chase Stevens? Well, he's kind of Jarrett's lackey, though, so I guess I get it. But, I mean, main event against the heavyweight champion versus Chase Stevens, who at this time is, I mean, as you said, the crowd barely knows who he is. Yeah. I mean, they've seen him on Explosion, I guess. but Yeah, but... I just because I go to an indie show a bunch and I see the the local dad wrestle doesn't mean I give a fuck. That's a very good point. Atomic drop here by Harris. Oh, he's going. What is he going to go for? I thought he was about to kill him with a DDT. He's going for a vertical suplex. No, Chase Stevens punches him in the kidneys. Right hands. Well, now Harris is going for another one. Vertical suplex. Oh, stalling. I love this. Tanae says. He just holds him up there for an eternity. Drops him down. Damn, down to the net. One, two, no, two count. 
the flow of blood is rushing to the head. Runs into a boot by Stevens in the corner. Running clothesline. Stevens is all sorts of fired up. One, two, another kick out by Harris. Now he's going to choke him. He's going to try to kill him. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. Kill him. Just shut up, referee. I'm Chase Stevens. I can do whatever I want. I, you don't tell me what to do. I'm a natural. Nice snap suplex by Stevens. One, two. No. Two count. He's choking him again. Yeah, come on, Rudy. Him. Shut your mouth. Wow. 25 years of age, I just said Chase Steven is, I believe. He's already been wrestling for eight years, so he started when he was 13. I feel like that's illegal in at least most states. Maybe not. I could be wrong. He's like relying on choking too much here because it's yeah he is up. dude. Oh, here's try to fight back, but a thumb to the eye stops him. Oh, that's press. Get him one, two, three, four, five. Those were punches, not counting. those punches weren't that bad. I'm just saying. I yeah, I don't understand. Maybe it's I think it's standing. Yeah. I'm still thinking it's because they just look a little weird because he's a lefty, but. Yeah, he can't control, though, that he's a lefty. Full Nelson slam. That's good for a 2K. Don West reminding us that Harris had Jeff Jarrett pinned twice last week, but by God, he didn't win, and now he's fighting Chase Stevens. Leaping nice. sidekick by Stevens. Kicks I don't know if that's a leg lariat. Leg lariat's like the Rough Rider. Right. See, we can agree on that. Yeah, well, then tell Tanae that. Well, Tanae is always right, so maybe it is a leg lariat. Power slam. Maybe, maybe we don't know what we're talking about. Who is he? The British Bulldog? One, two. No, kick out it. Bob, we've crossed the hour mark. We're at an hour, one minute, and 35 seconds. I think this show has been going pretty quick. Yeah, on my end, it's 49 minutes and 36 seconds left in the show. Stevens um, countered the catatonic there. Picked him yeah, up I'm in gonna, the fire. carry. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Death Valley Driver. Does Chase Stevens have any indie notes, Bob? What would you say? Does uh, Chase Stevens have any indie notes? No, neither one of these guys do. Well, well I figured Harris. We've kind of figured that out. Oh, Chase Stevens. I think it would have been wicked cool to see America's Most Wanted in an indie show. Moonsault. Nope. Here's moving out of the way. Oh, he's going to spear him. Oh, that was nice. Uh, it was kind of weird to see him hunched over and, like, stutter step on the spear, but, you know, whatever. It's cool. Well, I guess I'm, I was looking at the impact. I thought the impact looked good. I was watching the whole thing. Well, I was too, but I really like the impact, so whatever. It was weird. That punch wasn't that bad that he just threw. I feel like when you're Chris Harris doing a spear to a guy significantly shorter than you, it was a little weird. Yeah, I guess I see what you mean. Catatonic. That's a a three, baby. You won. Congratulations to Chris Harris. That's the biggest singles win of his career. Wait a second. Russo just sent down another ref. What is happening? 
He didn't look happy to be doing it, but he did it. Yeah, why? Why was he mad? So, oh, another match. Andy Douglas, he's got another match. Okay, Bob. Any indie indie notes on Andy Douglas? No. Safe to say, no. A Rudy Charles Stella referee. So the other ref just came down. Uh, Andrew Thomas came down for fun. Russo was just at the ramp looking down, like almost like he he made the decision to do this. But but see, today saying, I don't know. This is weird. They're making it sound like as if Russo's given Harris the chance to get revenge as like a gift against the Nationals. I don't know if I'm getting that vibe. Nah, dude, I ain't getting that vibe at all. He would have called them out if he wanted the revenge. <laughs> no, yeah, and it looks like I mean Russo's on the stage or whatever, and he's intently watching the match with his arms full. He's like he looks like a football coach, like critiquing his players absolutely oh the claw oh my god dude the claw dude i'll tell you right now i've had that happen to me where someone will use their hand and they'll just claw at my ribs and yes it's ticklish (laughs) but by god it hurts um i've almost gotten punched a couple times when i do that to kaylee so yeah well you don't do that you're not Andy Douglas. You can't do that. I know. I'm not a professional. You're not a professional claw. Bulldog out of the corner. All I literally a bulldog all the way across the ring. They went. It from was, one but I don't even other. know if I would call that a bulldog because he just grabbed him by the back of his head. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a like a bulldog, but it's not like the traditional bulldog. <laughs> Look at Chase Stevens still ringside, like knocked out. <laughs> Got to sell, man. I like it. Chris Harris is a future world champion. Maybe. Oh, he grabbed uh, Harris's leg. Uh, he pre-bumped on that punch, so that punch did look shitty because of that, but not his fault. Okay, well, both of those punches didn't look great, so now I really hope that Meltzer hasn't ruined uh, Chris Harris for me. Implant DDT here by uh, Andy Douglas, but Harris kicks out because of drama. Look at that. Why? Look at that. What a reaction shot. That was awesome. That's the first time I've hit that move, and you're telling me Chris Harris kicked out of it. I can't believe this. I'm over yeah. one. That was a good ass reaction shot. You will see that on our social media page in GIF format. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, collide. One. Oh, Harris got a pen. Uh, he had a handful of tights, so that's cheating. Okay, wait, here's Vince Russo, dude, coming down to the yeah. ring. We find the defendants guilty. Vince Russo's talking in JB's uh, ear. JB's got the new diamond in his earring, and he's got bleach tips, baby. Wait, another match. He has ordered another match. Uh, Chris Harris versus the Nationals in a handicap match. Are we still thinking this is for revenge, Bob? Because this sounds like he's trying to screw Chris Harris to me. He sure does. I thought he was a baby face. Wait, James Storm just tried to come ringside, and he's being stopped. And the Russo left, which now cannot stop Harris from coming down. He just came down to ringside to yell to Chris Harris to get up. Get up, dude. Well, how about you go in there and help him, James? We all know you're a fake in your injury. 
and he's just happy that he can't get pinned. Although it would be uh, fabulous if Russo like sent him in there to get pinned in a match that he's not even involved in. Double clothesline here by the Wildcats. Today goes. We do know what Vince Russo has always handled things in an unorthodox manner. So okay. we're still we're still taking this. At least today's trying to pitch it as Russo's allowing Harris to get revenge on these guys. <laughs> Come on, who are you trying to fucking fool with that? Yeah, I don't know. You got to be kidding me. Remember, Bob, we still got uh, Sabu tonight. And I do believe we know another match that's happening tonight. We didn't discuss what we know going into this show, but I'm pretty sure we we know the next two matches. Well, yeah, we know one of them, I'm assuming, is the main event. AJ Styles and Abyss in a tables match where the winner is the tag team champions. They they get get to pick their partner. partner. Right. Right. Uh, And the other one is Raven and Sabu, which I think we maybe mentioned. Yeah, we've talked about that. The uh, gathering. Oh, look at that move. That was a very weak splash uh, over the middle rope there by Andy. It was like a hip splash. He didn't yeah, he's do- looking out for his pal, okay? He doesn't want to hurt Chris Harris. That's like the type of nudge you would do in the hallway in high school to your buddy. Like, yo, dude, what are you Maybe doing? Boom, and he falls into his locker a little bit. Yeah, he's like, yo, oh, what the hell was that about? Ha, <laughs> just kidding. Storm trying to motivate. Literally just slapping the canvas. I don't. I don't really think that would motivate me. Oh my god, dude! Andy Andy Douglas's facials in this is so funny. Bug-eyed, looks like a nutcase. He's determined to win. As Bob mentioned, there's a lot of choking happening in this match. A lot. I mean, though, I would consider all this really like one segment. And yeah, the Nationals is... love to choke. Yeah, this is 100% one segment. And that makes me feel like they're very, they might be inexperienced heels. I'm sure. If they're relying on just choking somebody. Well, is this not very early in their careers? I mean, we've seen uh, Chase Stevens before, is. of course. But. Well, yeah, because he, remember, has a big, uh, he has a wiener. Oh. He's used yeah. with Cassie O'Reilly and the hot shots. And yes, and they stuff their, their tights. Right. We're assuming they stuff their tights. We're, they definitely uh, stuff their 100% tights. 100% positive they stuff their tights. 100%. Yeah, I mean, they, they wrestled a little bit before this, but not a lot. This is certainly their biggest exposure. I wonder what, what Cassie O'Reilly has been up to. Because if like, Chase Stevens is here, why isn't right top rope flying forearm kind of thing there? And Harris again pops out just in time. What the hell? What does it got to take? What do I got to do? Beat Chris Harris. Okay, great. Yeah, replay, guys, in the truck. Maybe we're flying for him. Well, I think it was supposed to be a close line, but he definitely hit him before. Oh, Douglas missing an axe handle, and he does a flip because Harris punched him in the gut. And everybody knows that if you jump off the top rope, you get hit in the midsection, you do a somersault. That is just common 
This is science. Right. Andy's pissed. I do. You know what? Andy Douglas certainly has the personality much more than Chase Stevens. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Even the way he sells, he's like kind of over the top, but yeah, he's he's, he's definitely over the top. Like and like I said, his facials, his reactions. I mean, they're awesome. Yeah. Chase Stevens might not have the personality. That's okay. So that probably means that Andy Douglas is the Shawn Michaels and Chase Stevens is the Marginetti. A little early to tell. What was that? Was that a spear? That looked weird. I think it was supposed to be, but I don't know if it was. <laughs> what a kick. He barely touched him with the tip of his toes. Systematically destroying Chris Harris here tonight. Oh. Andy oh. Douglas to the floor. Has Harris got this dude? Is he going to win? I hope not. Because if he <laughs> beats the Naturals in singles matches and then also beats them in a handicap match, what is the point of the Naturals? Oh, Andy Douglas God. is a steel chair. Are they going to sell for a DQ? You know, James Wait, Storm. Oh. oh. Okay. Oh, that was like a jumping super kick. I don't know if he should have done that if he's injured. Yeah, but I'm not smart. One, two. And of course. All right, so Storm super kicks uh, Chase Stevens. Super kicks a chair into his face. He jumps out of the ring, and then he holds Andy Douglas on the floor to allow Chris Harris to pin Stevens. So basically, wow. Chris Harris just won three matches in a row. Sure, it's against the Naturals, but you know what? I think that makes him the number one contender to uh, Jeff Jarrett in the NWA World title. Why not? He's going for it right now, dude. Look at him. He basically beat four people. Okay, we're getting a highlight package now. That was fun. Um, I'm going give to you, give you some more notes here, Bob. I'm ready for it. Uh, there's some uh, new, new names saying that they're going to be coming in here soon. So this actually happened in Japan. Uh, we don't need to talk about the show or anything. But, Bob, do you know who uh, Kashi... I'm going to mess his name up, and I know how to say it. Kashimbo Kamen is. Kashimbo Kamen. No. What? Do you know who S. Besson is? Ab Abesson. Abesson or something? Yeah. Yeah, that is Kikutaro, who uh, most people probably know him as. And Kashimbu Kamen is the is like the the other guy that he feuds with. Uh, they do they they're clowns and they fight each other. Well, they 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 keep they're saying clowns. Yeah, they do a feuding clown gimmick, and they've announced that they're going to NWA TNA on March third. Great. I apologize. Wow. I apologize for all uh, Japanese wrestling fans whose names that I just are messed they, their names up. I'm usually are pretty they, good about Are they it, coming but. in to feud with uh, the Insane Clown Posse or no? I don't know. It doesn't say that. But they do, it just says because they had a match against each other. Kashimbu Kamen kept the Osaka Pro title over Ebesen. 
I don't know how to say it. Kikataro. Uh, he, 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 nope, it's Kikataro to me. Kikitaro. So until they say it on the show next week, it's Kikataro, because that's who it is. Uh, and also, uh, tapes of the TNA pay-per-view highlights are airing every week on television on Antonio Pena's Triple L show. He devotes 30 minutes each weekend to airing highlights from the previous week's TNA show to hype up the fact that his guys are working there. There are random 30-minute blocks of the show and not just stuff that would relate to his wrestlers. So they actually show a bunch of stuff, apparently. Scott Hudson backstage with Vince Russo. Sam, what's going through your head, man? Let's not start with the questions. He says, I know exactly what I'm doing. He doesn't owe anyone an explanation. And here's Harris. What's your problem, Russo? Did you have fun with that? Did you enjoy that? Changed man my ass. He's been watching his for this performance, and he knows what he wants. See it in your head. See it right now. And I know the taste taste is on the tip. And it's not lollipop. Well, he says he's not ready. He's not ready for the TNA Legends Championship. He's been ready for almost two years. I don't think he's been ready for two years at all. No. I know Jeff inside out better than anybody. And my job is to get you ready. March 17th, you have your title shot against Jeff Jarrett. James Storm comes in. He's super happy. In the next 21 days, you will hate me. Oh, so he's doing, he's testing him. Hmm. When this book is written. Okay, so he's like a trials. He's putting him through the trials and turbulations to be able to get to Jarrett. Wow. He put his hand out. You just got to trust me. Is he going to shake it? I'm going to say no. Oh, oh, he did, but we... Oh, he definitely shook his hand. Wow. Damn it. Well, so shows what I know. Um, Dallas, March 17th. Is Chris Harris about to win the NWA world title? I don't know, dude. He was pretty close. There's Punk and Julio De Niro with Father James Mitchell. Why is it Punk and Julio and not Punk and De Niro? Wouldn't you do last name and last name, not last name and first name? Yeah, probably. Why wouldn't it also just say The Gathering? There's also that. I have so many questions that need to be answered. I like this group. Um, I do think that Father James Mitchell has other stuff he should be doing, which I think we all know, which, you know, we'll see when that happens. It's absolutely accurate, yeah. Um, But it's not bad. Oh, here we go. What is this? Oh, Oh, he's going like... Dude. Wait, but he's wearing the skirt again. Yeah, why isn't he wearing the jeans? Jean shorts. If he's going to use his ECW knockoff theme, offspring stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I mean, I guess, but like... I don't know. I'm kind of annoyed by that. Oh, you're Sabu. And there's his partner. 
I like the sparkly uh, turban that he's got on. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. I think it's awesome. It actually looks pretty good. I've never seen him wear one like that before. I'm sure Raven must have been like, yo, fuck those jean shorts. Because, like, why is he wearing the skirt again? I don't know. I prefer I was liking the jean. I like the skirt. I'd pick Skirt Raven every day. Okay, yeah, here we go, Bob. Bell has rung. CM Punk has recently bleached his hair again. He's wicked blonde. Yeah, that looks like as if he, like, just did it before the show started. Right. Because before, it was at least a little brunette, right? Yeah, it was coming in. Even, like, purple at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, he hit it purple at one point, a little bit of that. Raven trying to grow his hair out again. He's he's going through that stage where your hair looks like shit when you try to grow it out. Yeah. Which is kind of weird because he got his head shaved back in September. It's now February. You'd think maybe it wouldn't look like shit. I think it was September or August. September. For his head shaving. It is the Raven of old, whatever that means. That's true. Punk and Raven are the ones who are starting us off, by the way, which I'm actually kind of surprised at because I feel like that's who we want to see fight. Usually they kind of wait for a hot tag for that. Yeah. He's super kick punk. And now he's sending Julio over the top of the floor with a discus clothesline, and Julio did not take a graceful fall. Sabu. Somersault missile dive onto the gathering. On the uh, aisle way. Raven comes to the floor, grabs CM Punk. Side Russian leg sweep into the guardrail. Devastation. This is why they call him suicidal, folks. One, two, no. Julio's not about to job out to a suicide dive. What did he just say? They've never been in the ring together before? Is that what they just done? Something like that. Springboard heel kick here by Raven and Punk around the floor. Just hanging out. Well, now I guess they're hitting each other. Somersault leg drop by Sabu. Now he's covering him with just a leg over his chest. That's unique. Got it through, count. Well, I'm going to say it. Sabu's already got more action in than when Sandman brought... Uh, everyone in to combined. That is, that is true. Mikey Whipwreck, Balls Mahoney, Terry Funk. Oh, oh, he misses the Arabian face buster from the top. Yeah, he landed <laughs> right on his tailbone. Dallas, I just realized you were wearing a CM Punk shirt. Is that because uh, on tonight's AEW he's in action or what? Actually, I did not do that on purpose, but that is pretty funny. Oh, okay. Bulldog clothesline combo here by Raven. Laying in those left hands, turns around, Julio kicks oh, him. Pump kick. One, two. Come on, Raven. He kicks him. You can't keep Raven down for long, man. This guy, 
No, you can't. Well, she feels no pain. He's a lunatic. Exactly. Bob, I only got a couple more notes left. I'm going to save those for the assumed highlight package before our main event tonight. I don't think they're as exciting as Kikutaro and Kashimbo Kamen coming, but... And Bob, will, I, Bob has um, probably already seen this, but if Bob has not seen them wrestle, he will fucking hate them. <laughs> That's not good. I love them. I think they're hilarious, but they're comedy wrestlers. Oh. As far as I as far as I've seen, I might be wrong. Austin loves Comedy them. Our buddy Austin Skinner from Icopod loves them. Really? Punk. Oh yeah, dude. He's got like little figures of them and everything that are awesome. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh Punk just gave Raven a face wash, then went for something, but Raven moved and Punk essentially uh ripped his butthole on the middle turnbuckle. <laughs> Here comes Sabu. Oh, fuck. He hit him with a chair and it stuck on CM Punk's head, so he had to take it off so he could do it to Julio De Niro. Does it again even harder. One after the other. One to Punk, one to De Niro. Oh, okay. Jumped off the chair with a clothesline. About to hit I don't think Punk he had the, the proper uh, momentum for De Niro to actually fall to the floor. Oh, he almost didn't make it all the way to Punk with that uh, junking... Jumping sidekick. Raven face buster. James oh, Mitchell has a right chair. Right to the face. If you saw that, that chair hit punk right on the side of the face. Sure did. He's checking his nose to make sure it's not broken. Yeah, he is. Where is what's Raven doing? Oh, he uh, James Mitchell just tried to hit him with a chair, so then he he was beating him up. Punk makes the save on the pin attempt on De Niro. And then he smashes Punk over the head with a chair. Unprotected. That's got to feel good. Oh, no, Sabu. What are you doing? Oh, that's. Oh, my God. Even today just said, what the heck just happened? Did there? Raven just hit Sabu with the chair on accident? Yeah, I think so. Today's reaction is exactly what I was thinking, though. Raven effect. That's a three count. Raven got the pin on CM Punk. Mm. Yeah, well, that match fell apart at the end. Uh, yeah, dude. Do you think so? It's fucking weird. I mean this in the best way possible. Because, Bob, I love Raven. That was one of the worst matches Raven has had in TNA so far. Oh, I agree with you on that. Jeff, Jeff. I cannot be stopped. Jarrett? I will not be stopped. You just saw what an unstoppable juggernaut Raven Sabu was. You think I forgot about my destiny? <sighs> Raven, I'm sorry, man, but the time has passed. Um, is Sabu about to hit Raven with a chair? I don't know. You're talking about Chris Harris getting a title shot. What about me? What about Raven? And his music hits. I thought when Russo was saying Destiny, he was talking about Raven. It 
I've never once heard Chris Harris having a destiny. It's a swerve, bro. Oh. Speaking of Jeff Jarrett, man, I just want to give him a shout out. He's a uh, supporter of the pod, retweeting us, follows us, sends us DMs even. That's never happened. Okay, that part's not true, but the rest was. If Jeff Jarrett were to send us a DM, I'd shit my pants. I would too. Because I love Jeff Jarrett. I like Jeff Jarrett, but not Jeff Jarrett the wrestler. I like him as the wrestler too, but sometimes he just drives me nuts. Yeah, I was lying. I mean, I I like slap nuts. Jeff Jarrett. Okay, so Styles being interviewed, and this is not about tables. It's about the straps. This is the first time I've laid the my eyes on the NWA tag team titles in like three weeks because Abyss and Styles have had them together, and I don't I don't like it's so weird to see it. That is how the game is played. I don't know what the hell he was even talking about. Oh, this is Conan talking about Team AAA. America's X Cup, Canada versus Mexico. I find this is like a promo. Yeah, but like, why is he saying an action that we've never seen before? We see the X Division every fucking week doing but the not- same moves. That's right. Wednesday, March 10th, 8 p.m. Only on pay-per-view. Now, notice how it says live. Uh, it's not going to be live. What a month of March TNA has, has in store for you. Would you would you say the month of March could be some March Madness? <laughs> okay. Yeah! Uh, look at me go. Creativity. Mexico, my joke. So Just think about how crazy the first America's X Cup was. Go to nwatna.com. You can find the greatest merchandise. Assuming they're going to tell us about a little bit about next week's show, so I don't want to start saying anything else too much right now. That's right. You can rent the shows you want to rewatch. Yeah, or if your uh, your feed cuts out, you can just get a free VHS tape. Right. That I'm almost certain they never right. get. Next week, Team Japan. Did you just shush me? Team Japan has issued a challenge against Team NWA. All right. Kikutaro, Kashimbu Kamen, let's go. I feel like I just got shushed. Russo's challenge about with Harris. For a TNA Japan announcement. ICP will be in the asylum, and they're going to track down Glenn Gilberti and David Young and Kid Cash. Russo also has something so for Jeff Jarrett, but Russo... Has said word in the back. Something else in store for Harris. Okay, I thought they already said that, but there we go again. That tough love that he gave him today. Tables match we got coming up later. Yep, winner picks a partner. Oh, the loser... Is going to be the challengers, and they also get to pick a partner. So we get a, like a tag team title match still next oh week. Oh my god! I like that. So, so we right. can see what the tag team would have been with the loser versus the winner. <laughs> if a let's say uh, AJ wins, who's going to be his partner? I don't. Oh, wait a second. Lollipop. Just god push Scott Hudson out of the way. She's introducing. The star of the show. Play forever, Johnny. Here's Johnny. Here he is. 
Do you think Lollipop hooked up with him? Maybe. I'm going to say yes. The star of the show, Johnny Fairplay, doing the poof with his hair. That's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, yes. The, he was interrupted by the Redneck commercial, AJ Styles. You're nothing but an extra. So because he's the star of the show, Styles is the extra. He's here to pop the ratings. That's why he's here. Oh, my God. Possibly running for my grandma? No, she's dead. <laughs> Dude. That was funny. Uh, all right. If AJ were to win, who is going to be his tag team partner? Who will be his tag team champion? See, Styles, I don't know. I, I'm going to take a shot in the dark here. And I know this is wrong. So before you start saying how stupid it is, I have, I have this crazy idea. And I'm going to say Jerry Lynn. Really? Former partner. See, I, I am going to say D'Lo Brown. Now, that makes a lot more sense, realistically. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and then for Abyss, who do you think? Uh, you know what I was just thinking? Johnny Fairplay. You know, that crossed my mind, but like, there's no way they would do that. There's no way. I don't think so either. My member originally we taught Kid Cash, but he's kind of busy with something else. So I don't think it's him. That's yeah. where Styles almost died right there. Yeah. The spot. Yeah, right on the. Yeah, like. And that. then look, he almost. Yeah, that actually yeah. was pretty fucking bad watching that, that again. Pretty bad. Uh, I am going to say that if Abyss were to win, that he'd pick Kevin Northcutt. That makes a lot of sense because he's not doing anything right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. I like that. Tag team titles. Um, okay, let me give you these last two notes quick. Uh, the first English language wrestling channel, now renamed Wrestling TV, will debut on Sky Channel 432 on March 15th. And this is the one that we've been talking about doing test programming in the past month. Uh Regularly feature NWA TNA, FWA from England, Ring of Honor, MLW, well, old tapes because they closed, mm -hmm. CZW, 3PW, CMLL, New Japan, NOAA, and then there's a, I'm going to mess the name up, Gaia. It's a leading Japanese women's wrestling group. Classic New Japan dating back from the 70s, and hold on, I love match graphics. Look at this match graphic. Um, and it's going to be playing that seven days a week. And as oh, a this makes his entrance here my final note of the show i believe i'll double check but i'm pretty sure this says here comes the best look at this camera angle i like this uh there was nothing said to the wrestlers this week about the april 4th show being canceled but the company sources confirmed that it is accurate that it is officially canceled uh, tna sources that say that the april 4th date was told to wrestlers at a meeting but was never supposed to be released in the company publicly however uh, in demand or publicity. However, in demand put it up on its site. Uh, it had never been promoted by the company itself, but was known in the cable industry. So it was accidentally, essentially put out by in demand that it was a show. And that was the day for Bound, Bound for Glory again. Who would have thought it'd be so difficult to get a pay per view day? Right. 
comes AJ Styles and his extended entrance. I get ready to fly. That's right. There's only one. From Gainesville, Georgia. So it says tag team co-champion because they don't get along. Am I the only one who thinks it's dumb that they even bother giving them the tag titles? Uh, no, that's what I feel. And co-champion, just say champion. Because tag team already is saying that there's... We're going right at it, dude. Bell has rung. We're at an hour, 36 minutes, one second. Tables are up against the ring post on the floor. Sure are. Abyss missed the splash and he hit, the gro- he hit his groin on the middle turnbuckle and dropped the rope first with the top rope springboard. Hurricane Rana by AJ. These guys do work good together. Yeah, I think their their styles, no pun intended here, uh, their styles definitely work together. We're fighting on the floor now. Styles went for a baseball slide, but Abyss uh, pulled him out instead. Threw us up against the guardrail. Upside down into the steel safety rail. He can't let Abyss get a hold of him. Dart in, dart out. That's right. Don West has some good strategy here to defeat Abyss. Tables now. Tanae explaining to us exactly what a tables match is. Thank you so much, Mike Tanae. It's not a pin or a submission. You got to put your opponent through a table. Who would have thought? I had no idea. And whoever wins faces the other one again next week, but they're going to be picking a partner. They're thinking that this puts AJ at a disadvantage. Styles of the baseball slide to the table into Abyss. Now he's going for a running somersault dive over the top to the floor. Spectacular and phenomenal. I feel like uh, we just saw Sabu do that. I don't know, dude. I could see a dive every match, and I think it'd still be cool. A style Sabu match? No, just a dive. They but we wrestle. could do style Sabu. They did wrestle each other. There we go. Is there any indie news about this match here, Bob? Son of a bitch. Or the well, did you, did you do the last match? Uh, no, I did not with Raven. I, I fucked up again. I got distracted as I was enjoying the match. Uh, Raven back on the twenty-first. Uh, he defeated Gary Wolf. To retain the three PW heavyweight title in a dog collar match. Oh wow! So there's that, and then uh, Sabu. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say the last match that he did before. Well, Sabu, we haven't seen in so long. I mean, unless right. there's a company, I'd say he was working for a lot. But you don't really got to mention too much about that. Well, I already mentioned the three PW match that he had with. Uh, Lynn and Matthews, but on Valentine's Day, 
He teamed up with Jimmy Snuka for USA Pro to defeat Mexico's Most Wanted, which would be Damian 666 in Holloway. What in the world? Yeah. Styles is slamming that table against Abyss. Abyss has grabbed the table from under the ring. That one is officially broken now. The legs are broke. Look at this. Styles going in the ring. Is he about to put Abyss to his table already? About to probably win it. Uh, AJ Styles had one match. Oh, Abyss is already up. He uh, lost a triple threat match where Eddie Atlas was victorious in a match involving AJ and Jared Steele for PCW. Abyss going for a press slam. Oh, but AJ broke free. Press slam off the apron was what he's going for. Well, is he going to fall? Did, did you say Punk and De Niro, or did I miss that? What? You did say CM Punk. Never mind. CM Punk for what? The indie news. Did I? I don't know. I thought you did. Maybe you didn't. <sighs> but I'm just trying to cover our bases here, man. Our, fa- our, fans, our fans like to hear the indie news. I feel like they don't because I'm starting not to. It's, uh, I've gotten DMs, man, that some people think it's the favorite part of the show. Yeah. Abyss got a chair now. That's how I know you're lying to me. No, it's not. Did I? I don't even know if I said CM Punk. I might, have, I might have imagined that. Yeah, he didn't even have anything. There, see, so yeah, you didn't say him. I thought so. so there you go. Yeah, there I knew go. that. Why you got to make me question myself? I knew what I was, I knew I, what I was I doing knew the whole time. I knew it. <sighs> the disrespect. Oh, Abyss sits down. He broke the chair on Styles' chest when he sat down. The, the part where you put your back is broken. Yeah, the earthquake splash there. Or is he going to get hit with the signature? Are you doing it again? Oh, yeah. Dude. Of course. You got to put it on it sideways and then fucking low bone. But then why wouldn't you? Tina goes, that's defense. <laughs> Oh, kick. That sends Abyss teetering on the middle rope. Continues with some right hands. Even if he fell backwards, he wouldn't go through the table right here. Holy shit. Did Abyss just win? Oh. One table for Abyss. Is this a two out of three tables match? They they never even that was crazy. Number one overhead belly belly suplex to put AJ through the table. That's nuts. I feel like that did not need to happen. Uh, yeah, since when is? Doesn't even halfway say that. To, it is two out of three. You just said halfway to victory. Uh, yeah, what that was a crazy first table bump, dude. Wow. Yeah, crazy is an understatement. That was that is nuts. I didn't expect that. This setting up another table. That was brutal. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, this setting up another one. I wish they would have, you know, told us that this was two out of three. I really don't think they did either. I don't remember them saying it. No wonder uh, we have so much time left in the show. 
Yeah, like what? Just under 10 minutes? Uh, seven minutes and 49 seconds. Okay, yeah. Okay, this is the table set up in the ring now as well. He's going to go for a power bomb. He's, he's got to put the cigar out in the back if he's going to do this. <laughs> no, instead he did a flex. Now he's going to go for no, AJ. Fighting free. He does fight free. Ducks a clothesline. Chop. Another chop. Forearm. Uh-oh. Abyss has got him boozled. Oh, but Styles moved the table. And look, Abyss doesn't know when he went for the choke slam and he stopped because the table is gone. Pushes Styles away instead of following through. Surprise Posey didn't do a ref bump on that. Me too. But in a tables match, well, they'd still do it. They wouldn't care. They don't care. They do freaking ref bumps and no disqualification matches. All right, Abyss, come on. Don't. Okay, I thought he was going to just horribly place himself on that table. Oh, Styles. Oh, oh, wow. Styles jumped off the table and then essentially hit a springboard Hurricane Rana, knocking Abyss through the table on the floor off the apron. Oh, my Lord. Wow, dude. So now it's 1 1. Two. Okay. I think those are two crazy table spots. Like, what are we doing? Very impressive. Wow. Yeah, those are that's a this is a pretty cool tables match. I like this. I yeah, I would say it's been good. Absolutely. Thank God Abyss knows what the fuck he's doing because he helped Styles recover from that like sure. perfectly. Styles setting up a table. It's right near the announce table. Sorry, Bob. That one ain't breaking. Damn it. Still look like my Chipotle. Oh. You can't have it. It's bullcrap. Back in the um, ring. And returning to the ring. Next table break means we will have a winner. Can he do it? Can he put oh. a best? You know, well, somersault through. Black hole slam. Uh, oh. Oh, my God. Hey, we're, we're dead. Everyone's dead now. They're all deceased. <clears throat> Damn. You can see the force. And you can't win by pin, so. Abyss's shirt is almost completely undone, which is very odd for him. Styles on top turn, but what is he gonna do? A superplex? Abyss is trying to fix the leg on this table. I don't know if it's gonna work or not. Yeah, it looks pretty flit. That's definitely broken. Oh my god, he got it to stay. No one's going through that shit. I feel I mean that's too far away, isn't it? Mm, if he Maybe did AJ's this... legs will go through it. Right. Abyss ain't gonna even fall through though. I feel like it's gonna tip over. Where's Posey? Posey, just freaking hold the... Uh-oh, no way. Oh, it's fair play. He's moving the table that's not even close to where... Oh, he kicks fair play in the nuts. Oh. Is he gonna... No, he's not. No, You're he's shitting not. me. 
Holy shit, he took the style, gave him a style scratch. I can see why Fair Play was annoyed. <laughs> every time he comes out, he takes a bump. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Pose There's your rough bump. There it is, of course. Flashed In a fucking a tables match when you do a rough bump. Why not? Styles with a chair to the gut and the back. I mean, I don't know why he has to do this with the referee out because, again, he could have done this legally in this match. Look at Styles being innovative, putting the broken table up on the ring. Yeah, it's completely detached from the table, the legs are. So he had to do that. Chair shot, another chair shot. AJ, how about one more? Cool. How about another one? No, he just throws it down. So, no. Going to the apron. We're going to do a springboard 450. Oh, it didn't break. He's going to go do it again. I don't think. I think he was trying to do a 450, but he did a senton. Yeah, that does. He's too close. He's got to have it further away. Let's try the other side, AJ. There we go. He goes for a splash and it breaks. Which means Styles should win, but guess what? There's no referee. There's no referee. Of course. Don, we referee. don't have the referee. Don, we don't have the referee. There's no referee, Don. Don, Don. what do we do? Don. Don, someone's coming out. Uh, what the fuck? What the hell's Lex Luger doing here? <laughs> Bob, what the fuck? What are we, what? Yeah, what, what? is he doing here? Unadvertised Lex Luger yeah, appearance. What the fuck? Is Lex Luger about to be a business tag team partner? <gasps> You're kidding me. Luger press slamming. Oh, that's <laughs> kind of dangerous there. He didn't really have him great. He press slammed AJ over the top, threw a table on the floor. Did Luger just wake up out of bed? His hair's all disheveled. Dude, what the fuck? I can't believe Lex Luger just casually just walked out here right now. And press slammed AJ over the top through a table. Now Posey's woken up. He's like, yeah, I guess that's right. Okay, yep. What a screwdriver. So Abyss's uh, tag champion. His shirt is completely unbuttoned. Dude, is, you're telling me Lex Luger's are not to be his tag team partner? You're really fucking kidding me. There's you're no, fucking lying right now. There's no way. Give a get. I want Abyss right now to hand over the tag titles to Luger and be like, "Yeah, dude." Dude, talk about long term storytelling. Styles pinned Luger in like November. Months. Yeah, a right? while ago. Was it November? Something like that. It's the end of two thousand three. Uh oh, Luger wants to do the torture ride. Uh-oh, Luger's got AJ setting him up for the torture rack. And I know how this feels, guys, because, well, Bob puts me in it all the time. Yeah, I do. What if, oh, my God, what is happening? This looks fake. I I hope that next week Lex Luger is fucking tag team champions with the Biz. Uh, Holy right. crap, Bob. Well, that was a weird way to 
end the show. Dales, how are we feeling about that? Thumbs up, man. I think I gotta give it a thumbs up. <laughs> that show was, that show was <laughs> damn good, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't really hate it. So I do think that I got I got to warm up a little to the Vince Russo stuff. Uh, I'm still open to it because obviously this is our first night. But I think overall, man, I think the only match that fell out of place that probably shouldn't have is um, the Michael Shane and Shane Douglas versus Three Life Crew. There's obviously a reason why it happened, but for me, for some reason, when it was happening, it just fell out of place. But honestly, I mean, the three-way dance in the beginning, obviously we, you know, PD is still very early in his career, but I still think it was a good showing for him. And in general, the match wasn't bad. It was a good way to open the show. And we got a little tease of all of the teams. Uh, I think I'm glad that with these, these America X cups that they're doing, I'm glad that we're seeing some kind of build up for them. Cause the first X cup had nothing. It was just like, here you go. Right. So that I do like, even if necessarily we don't love the fact that there's these um, tape shows. Yeah, those are a bummer. Uh, I do agree with you, though, about Russo. I think it's going to take a little while to kind of warm up to him as a uh, as a baby face. But I think that we could potentially get there, depending on how he goes about right. doing it. But well, I, do wish that, I do wish we were still hating Vince Russo, personally. Well, I agree. Uh, and to be fair, I guess the way they portrayed the character today was interesting because... It was very much, like as Mike Tenay says, you know, can we trust him? We don't know. And the way they did that, the way they're kind of doing the tough love angle, mm-hmm. this show right here, it's like, yo, fuck him, man. Like, why is he doing this to Chris Harris? And then you get the the little promo in the back after, and it's like, oh. So I kind of like that. I think that was a really uh, good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't think that was... That's not too bad. Uh, I I don't know if I can buy into Chris Harris winning the championship necessarily on uh, March 17th, but who knows what kind of tough love Vince Russo will be giving him to uh, get him to that point. Yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be pretty shocked, but you can never say never, especially in the asylum era. I mean, li- <laughs> dude, literally anything is possible. Max Luger is about to be fucking NWA tag team champion, so. Dude, anything is in fact possible here. Uh, in I in actually America. think that might happen. I wouldn't be surprised. I think we're gonna get Abyss and Lex Luger versus Styles, and I, I think D'Lo is the most logical. So I'm gonna go with that, but I don't really know. I don't know either. It's all craziness to me. Who knows? We'll find out soon enough, I guess. Uh, But yeah, so we both give it a thumbs up this week. We're back on track in NWATNA. And I guess next week, technically, it will be Abyss and a partner of his choosing against AJ and a partner of his choosing for the NWA Tag Team Championships. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else that's been announced. No, I don't think there was. We just kind of know that something's happening with Harris, and we don't know what. Yeah, the tough love will continue to uh, continue to happen. 
Uh, Dallas, do you have anything else for uh, this week's episode? Oh, yeah, pretty much covers it, man. Uh, a lot went down this week, and especially in the beginning of the show, dude, I did not expect to drop so many bombshell notes on you guys that early in the show this week, but there's so <laughs> many relatable things happening. But uh, I think that pretty much covers it for this week, Bob. All right. Well, the bombshells shall continue next week as well. Until then, for Dallas Greeley, I am Bob Gallagher Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross Line Podcast.